What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Angela Blaise, and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 246. In this episode, we are joined by Jordan Davis to talk about the Nets without Kevin Durant. If the Hawks regret trading for DeJounte, Levine's improved play, and buying or selling potential trade candidates and more. Shout out to Jordan Davis. We have him on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, yes. What's up? They stuttered. So, we, Jordan's first time on the show. Riv told me that a couple days ago was your birthday. Is that correct? It was my birthday yesterday. Oh, Oh, birthday. birthday. Okay, happy belated birthday. So, Jordan here is a journalist at Duke. He's been a longtime Discord member in our Discord, and that's where we first had our our couple conversations. And I have to say, I really enjoy... NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Talking and debating sports with you. It's always a fun time. Yeah, thanks, bro. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on the show. I've been, you know, once I first got into Discord, I've always wanted to come up here and, you know, go back and forth with you guys. I hear you guys saying crazy stuff all the time. So. What? <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to put some of y'all takes to rest. Let's go. All right. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. So as you guys can see right now, I got the Naruto headband. So sorry. Rogue Ninja. I'm not from the Leaf Village. I no? departed from there. I understand. It's like the Kotsky Atachi headband. Okay. That's what they, they the put. The line the, means? Yeah, they put the line. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a rogue ninja, basically. Jamal Williams explained that to me, so that's how I know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the line. So, this weekend, we know football's going on. For sure. And it, it's going to be a blast, but this is not a football show. We made all of our predictions on last show. We also gave our boom picks on last show as well. No revisions? Mike Will out? No revisions. We're still I'm Chargers still guys with, with the Chargers. Chargers. We're still with the Jags. Whatever. I'm definitely more weary, but Josh Palmer I'm, I'm is gonna a stud. S- I'm gonna stick with the Chargers. Okay. Oh, if, if Josh Palmer was a bum, maybe I'd be wavered a little bit. But Josh Palmer's actually well, really good at football. Well, if he's guarded by Tyson Campbell, he is gonna be iced out the game. Well, JD is here. So JD, who? What's your football picks this weekend? While we have you here. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with the Jaguars instead of the okay. Chargers. I'm going to give them the home advantage because Mike Will ain't playing, you know. Uh, I don't know how the Chargers offense, Jacksonville's defense was playing really good recently. So I'm going to go with the uh, Jaguars. Then, uh, what's right after that? Uh, Niners and Seahawks. Oh, Bill Sunday. Uh, Niners and who? My bad. So it's the Niners and Seahawks. Niners and Seahawks. That's Niners. That's a wash. So then you have Bills and Dolphins. Bills, that's a wash. Bang- Skylar Thompson, no. That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> and then and Bengals then and the Ravens. Bengals all day. And I'm good on uh is it is it is Tyler Huntley starting or it, he's questionable. It's Anthony doesn't Brown, matter. Brown. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Bengals. Yeah, that's still. a fact. Doesn't matter. Uh and then you have the Giants in Minnesota. There you yeah. go. Uh that's the one, you know, I'm gonna take the Giants in an upset. It was really okay. close last time that they played. So um yeah, I think I'm gonna casuals. take the Giants upset. <laughs> and uh Cowboys, Cowboys Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. That's another one. I want to say Brady going to get it done, but 
Oh, the Cowboys just a better team. They know? are a better team. I feel they're they much are a better, better team. team. So the even though, even though we've seen the Bucks struggle on the road, or not not on the road, we've seen the Bucks struggle at home this throughout the whole year. So I think I'm gonna you know uh, go with the Cowboys and you know I like his Brady picks. Gets I like sent his off picks the a lot. Sunset. So the picks are pretty good. Now, first of all, if you're in the stream, hit the like button on the stream. Absolutely. It's a, it's a cost-free way We're to support We're almost at 40,000 40, subscribers. Yeah, I know. Huge close. milestone. Dangerous if you're not subscribed, close. subscribe to the channel. So make sure to like up the stream. Isn't it amazing? Now, we're going to start the show off on a high note, right? Let's do it. You know, I guess for you, right? Is it, it a high? The I Celtics, say it's not that much of a high. The Celtics I'll beat the Nets. I Tatum shirt and I forgot to. Uh, I was so oh. And that. the first topic of the show is can the Nets the overcome <laughs> Kevin Durant's injury? <laughs> Rivs wearing the Andrew Wiggins jersey right here. What? Your arch nemesis uh, jersey. What the fuck? Is that the finals edition one? Come on. That's tough. Uh, yeah. So now on, on Twitter, Dells, you got a lot. A shit to talk, right? I do. Oh, oh yeah, for you sure. Going back so I, sure. I just want you to keep in mind, though. Okay. Nets with no Kevin Durant. Okay. Kyrie Irving shot poorly. As he, you know, but but as Celtic, you know, I want you to, I want to give you the floor, and I want you to speak. Can the Nets sure. overcome no Katie's injury? Sure. And talk about yeah. the game last night a little bit. Yeah, you know, no, no Jalen Brown. There we go. No Al Horford. Back to back. Tatum didn't shoot particularly well. Um, Nets had three days of rest, but it doesn't really matter. You know, the Nets were missing Kevin Durant, which is you know, borderline MVP this season. He's been fantastic. So I don't have too many takeaways. I will say though, there's only been. Three times, I want to say this year, the Nets have been held under under 100 points. Celtics have done it twice. Cool. Mm, maybe it doesn't match up too well. I'm just saying. Cool. But uh, we'll we'll get into uh, the topic, which is can the Nets overcome KD's injury? He's expected to be out about a month season. This is their first full game. I want to say they missed. Uh, he got hurt in the in the game before. They ended up winning that uh, buzzer beater against Miami. It was a great game. Um, in the regular season, I think the Nets will be fine. I'm expecting them to still play around 500 or better basketball. They're 18-2 and two in their last 20 games, the best stretch in Nets history. A lot of that has to do with Kevin Durant, but this is the best Nets team with this core, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, that we have seen. They have depth. This is the best coach they've had, especially with Jock Vaughn uh, leading, leading the second helm, best. too. I'm saying second best that he's coach? had. Oh, no, oh. I'm sorry. Team. Second best yeah, team. Yeah, if you want, had. if you want to go with Harden, it's just Maybe such a small sample power, size. Sure. I mean, they were sixteen and three when all three of them. Yeah, played just at the same nineteen. Time. They were going to win the championship. They didn't Maybe, but they're eighteen and two with this core. So, well, oh, this team's amazing. This, this team's amazing in its own right. This team's really good. The Nets were going to win the championship. We're, we had Harden and Kyrie never got an injury. We have this debate on that. We have this debate every three months. I doubt it because they dominated Boston in the first round, and then the second round when they faced the when they faced the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round, the Nets were dogging the Bucks. It with no, with um, no James Harden. It was 2-1. It was 2-0 in Game 3. No, the it was, Bucks squeaked no, no, by no, no, them. No, no. It should have been 3 Kyrie played Game 3 And Kyrie three, Irving got hurt in Game 4. Yeah, game James four. Harden, Game 1, the first minute of the game, he got hurt. He was done. He, he, grade 2 hamstring well, sounds like a, It sounds like a lot of... They were together. Nobody was beating that team. Sounds like a lot of... So let me ask you something. If, okay. if, if the Nets are healthy with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin like Durant, do they get past the Milwaukee Bucks? You spoke well. Joel, do you not remember that year that I picked the Bucks before they got hurt to... Go to the finals. Oh, is it I? I I picked the box. Watching the series and watching how it panned out. I, I don't. If they, I, no, I, why I do we have this to, debate? Why do we have this debate? I, I just, it's pointless. Bro, he's giving the it's Nets and Harden. It's just it's a pointless debate. It, it, I'm asking it, 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 a question. I'm at, it's not a debate. I'm asking a question. It's it's a, a I'm asking a question. We're supposed to talk ago. about the 2023 Nets without Kevin Durant. We're but not talking about the Harden Nets two years ago. the best team the Nets have had. 
I agree with Drew. It's not the it's best not. team. That's <laughs> this is why the, we this talked is about the it. deepest team. This is the most complete team. This is the best coach team. Ooh, if you want to say, coach. if you want to say straight star power, obviously yes, with Harden. But it's also a super small sample size that inevitably did not work out. Mm. Why didn't it work out with Harden? They're always hurt. They, they were always. They got hurt. hurt in the playoffs, and then the very next year, Kyrie, COVID, that that thing. Well, Katie got hurt in the regular season. Got, he missed a month. But Kyrie not being available for home games definitely messed them up big. That's time. their fault. Those that's Kyrie and Katie. Over recent history, it's known to not be available all the time. Kyrie's a different case. Kevin oh, yeah, Durant the, the did get Cole, hurt. But KD always I understand gets hurt. That, Kyrie got hurt again in the playoffs. Watching Kyrie, Harden, and KD you in the playoffs. games. But even when they played, they, they were played dominant. Kemba Walker, dominant. Evan Fournier. They did not move down that roster. And Tatum got a game. That team, KD is, that team look, this, this Nets team, <laughs> this Nets team, Jock Vaughn, I think he's a better coach than Steve Nash. There's no doubt about it. I do like this depth, the Nets yep, better. Warren's been playing great. Or so Neil. Th- that being said, that Harden team Loves Harden. was going to win the championship yep. had they not gotten hurt. For sure. Um, so let's talk about the 2023 Nets because that's really all I'm worried about <laughs> at this sure. point before we go on another 10-minute tangent. Um, I think this is a great opportunity. We didn't see it last night, but I do think this is a great opportunity for Ben Simmons. He was very unaggressive, as we've seen really throughout the season. He's had some stretches this year. I think he had a five, six-game stretch where he had double-digit points. But for the most part, he has not been the most aggressive player. We all know this. He was 0-3 for 3 last night, the most you know embarrassing one, if you want to say, wide-open layup. He tries to give it to Claxton. Claxton's not expecting it. It goes out of bounds where he should have simply laid the ball up. A lot of that has to do, I think he's scared to shoot free throws, not to say in a rude way. I mean, he's shooting 41% from the free throw line this year. He's not being aggressive. But I think without Kevin Durant out, or with Kevin Durant out, it's a great opportunity for him to become more aggressive, for him to try to gain some confidence, whether it's attacking the basket, at least at the bare minimum in transition, being able to get some easy buckets there. Because if Ben Simmons can give you 10 points a game, this Nets team looks different. He's averaging around 7, and you know how he could be. He could give you games like yesterday where he has zeros his second or third game this season with zero points that's going to be very hard especially in the playoffs right now their best lineup offensively is with Claxton and Ben Simmons out there you're not gonna be able to do that in the playoffs especially with especially against the Boston Celtics they're not going to be able to do that it's just going to cripple your offense when you have two guys who obviously can't space the floor it's going to be tough when neither of them can shoot free throws they're both under 50 percent from the free throw line defensively of course they're both fantastic defenders and you want to have them out there but in crunch time, when it really matters, especially if you have the Nets rolling offensively, all the Celtics forever to play, just foul one of them. Put them to the line. It's going to be hard. This Nets team is really good. Um, I still think they're the second best team in the East, and they should still be fine without Thanks. Kevin Durant. But if you're looking big picture-wise, I mean, I don't want to take too much away from one game against KD, against the Celtics, but they're 2-0. and Celtics are against them. I know no KD. We didn't have Brown or Horford. Sitting here as a Celtics fan, I'm feeling fine against the Nets. I'm not that worried in the seven-game series. They've been playing well. They've been playing really well, but but we match up good against y'all. We do. We we swept you guys last year. We won nine in a row. I mean, what can I say? Javante Davis is one of my favorite fighters. And the reason he's one of my favorite fighters is because he's going to face Ryan Garcia next, right? And all the internet's talking about is how badly Javante is going to beat Ryan Garcia. Whenever Javante's asked about it, he says he's going to be a tough opponent. You lack respect for the Nets. That's my point. <laughs> I, you I, I lack respect. Do I not say they're the second lack, best team in the East? You lack respect for the Nets. You might have said they're the second best team in the East, but what did you follow that up with? I said I'm you comfortable. That up, you said I'm confident. I'm not worried. I'm not, not worried about the Nets. We, you know, we, we match up great in a row. That's cool. 
That don't mean you're going to win 10 in a row. That don't mean you're going to win 11 in a row. That does not mean you're going to win 12 in a row. It does not mean any of that. Watching the game, I felt very good about the Nets. I know they lost. I know, you know, oh, and two. Yeah, they're 0-2 against them this season. Under without points. Kevin Durant, yes. But without Kevin Durant, I thought they moved the ball well. Um, They shot 45% from the field, 38% from three. They had more assists, steals, blocks, and less turnovers than the Celtics. Still lost by double digits. Because the biggest difference in the game was rebounding. The Nets had 31 to the Celtics, 48. You guys had 17 more rebounds than them, and you guys had 12 offensive rebounds, which that gave you guys 12 extra possessions. If you're having 12 more extra possessions in a team, more likely than not, you're going to win. The Nets have to rebound better. Ben Simmons has to be more aggressive. In the first half, it was fine because when he had 10 assists in the first half, I believe it was. You know, to me, I think the Ben Simmons aggressiveness aggressiveness thing holds some truth. But if you're generating 20-plus points, I think you're doing fine offensively. And and Ben Simmons actually was the least of the Nets' problems last night. He had a team-high 109.1 offensive rating versus 90.5 when he was off the floor. The zero least points. of their problems with zero points is it's crazy. Zero yes, points. I know. it. Zero <laughs> points is bad. Oh. I wanted him to score in the second half. There's no doubt I had an eight and a half, a, over eight and a half oh, points for him. From day yeah, one. I, I, there was no chance Minute I was going to win that. Yeah. But Ben Simmons, to me, he knows what he has to do. When asked in a post-game press conference and when he was asked if do you feel pressure to be more aggressive, he said, I don't feel pressure, but I know it's something I have to do. Jock Vaughn is already a coach that is not demanding him to do that. And I like that about Jock Vaughn. He has a great approach to coaching. (laughs) And Ben Simmons in the Nets offense is used as a connector. He is like a Draymond role, like Alonzo to the Bulls role. He's a connector. Do I want him to be more aggressive and trying to look for a shot. Yes, especially with those spaced out lineups where you have O'Neal, Harris, Seth, and a bunch of shooters and Warren around him, a bunch of shooters around him. But ultimately, I thought Ben played fine. And that play you're talking about where he goes into the basket, Luke Cornett is 7-2, man. And he has a pretty he had, long wingspan. He had a wide open I don't layup. think it was wide open. It was wide I, open. He, it, it, was not, it was not, look, it was not wide open. And I will say this. Ben Simmons, I'm not mad at that play because if that pass is on the money, it's a Nick Claxton dunk. Go rewatch the play. Nick Claxton was wide open. They were helping over. Ben Simmons puts that pass on the money. That's an easy basket for Nick Claxton. That shouldn't be a pass. That should be a layup, an easy layup. I don't think he was wide open, bro. I he, thought I thought Cornet go was going We're talking up. With him. Go up. We're talking about Cornet. Cornet was going up. Cornet. Why not just ask him to go up? He's six ten. If, he, could, if he can't go but, up over Luke Cornet, what what are we doing here? But that but that play specifically was not a play I looked at and was like, this is horrible, Ben. You know, oh, would I have liked him to do it? Oh. Yes, but I thought he made the right basketball play on that one. Ultimately, the Nets lost because Kyrie Irving didn't shoot well. Not for twenty four from the floor, three for eleven from three. But I thought this game showcased. If they play like this against Boston, which they did everything right except rebound the ball, you can beat every other team in the league that are not like the top echelon teams without Kevin Durant. This is not a team that's going to fall below 500 without KD. As long as it can stay afloat for a month, which that's how long KD's out for, this team will be fine and can hold a top four seeding in the Eastern Conference. This It was a nice win for the Celtics. It was. was a great win. But I I also thought that in the game we definitely saw why I think Claxton – (laughs) <laughs> it's just as good as Rob Will. Last can't shoot that. free throws. And now we look at Nicholas Claxton. He had four or five blocks on the game. Respect Nick Claxton. Respect him. But the Nets played fine. I thought they're gonna I, I think they're gonna be fine. I'm really gonna judge these teams when KD 
Um, you might get ran off the Brown court. And Al Horford all play together. That that's the biggest thing for me. You can't shoot forty five. You can't shoot forty five percent from the free throw line. Who says they're gonna? And the, the Claxton this year is shooting like forty five, maybe forty seven. Claxton get free Claxton throw line. get better. Okay, Rob is like a 70-80% free throw shooter. Oh, that's cool. That's a huge difference, a massive difference. Yeah, I That guess. could change a series difference. Yeah. Well, we're not – I didn't know that the trade deadline happened. That's going to still make moves. It's not, but, okay, you're going to take Claxton off the court? You don't have to turn. take him off the court for the entire game, but you can Actually. take him off for stretches. Uh, you've been if hyping you've, up Claxton this DPOY. All of a sudden, now you need someone else to come He's playing at that him. level. He no, has the most he's playing, he's he has the really well. Who, who, do you know how, who has the most points saved in the NBA right now? Is it Nick Claxton? Oh, yeah, it is Claxton. Oh, All right, respect him. He's a DPOY candidate. I'm just saying. Nets, I, I still, this was a good sign. I, this game did not make me panic. I thought it was a good game. I did. <laughs> it was a good game. Um, I agree. I do think the, the, the Nets would be able to stay afloat. I happened to look up their schedule a little bit. It doesn't look like nothing no. too bad. You know, they The got, next couple are very low. Yeah, they got the Suns who are banged up. They got the Thunder. They got the Spurs. Yeah. They, they go to Golden State next week. They got Utah. That's they go, tough. So they got... Detroit, they got a couple good. They'll be fine. I think they'll hover, stay within the top three, top four scene. As long as they stay there, when Kevin Durant gets back, there's no problems. Um, so I think they will stay afloat. They will be fine because Jacques Vaughn has been great all year yes. since he started. He's been able to keep these guys level-headed. Kyrie Irving has been amazing. The ball movement is exceptional. Ben Simmons is a good playmaker, so you can keep him running the offense. The defense is good. Um, that's zero points, though. Listen. I know we like to say he's he you know he plays the Draymond role the, the Lonzo Ball role Lonzo Ball averaged fourteen points a game Lonzo Ball can shoot the three, three ball exactly. Draymond ball Green Draymond Green to a degree is aggressive when he needs to be he can attack the basket he'll hit shots Ben uh, Simmons don't gas him he, he has the ability to attack the rim he has the ability to finish against Luke Cornett to finish against Rob Will he has he's six ten he's athletic he's strong he's physical so it's like. We're upset because he has the ability and he's just not showing it. I think he has to not have these games where he scores zero point. I know he does other things. He can rebound. He can play make. But when Kevin Durant is out, you need that other guy. You need that next level guy that can create buckets and can score. It can't just be the Kyrie Irving show and then everybody else. It has to be somebody else. And it could be anybody on every given night. But I don't expect Royce O'Neal to come out and give you 20 to 25 points creating for other. I don't expect that. He's a shooter. I expect him to be ready to shoot. But I expect Ben Simmons, the next guy who has the ability to do that, I expect him to come up and be able to be more aggressive. He has to do that. And then in the playoffs, it's going to be tough because it, I asked this question the other day. What if teams play hacker Claxton, hacker Ben? That's going to be tough. Both of them cannot shoot free throws. So I just think it's not a big deal. You know, zero points is still fucking crazy, but it can be fixed. Ben Simmons, no, he's been, he's no, he knows, he's known for years. He needs to be more aggressive. So this, this is just recurring thing. We we he, we don't need to keep telling him the same things. He knows he needs to be more aggressive. He should have been more aggressive in Philly. He needs to be more aggressive in Brooklyn. This is the same thing we've been preaching for three to four years. This is nothing new. But now with Kevin Durant out for a month, he needs to definitely step his game up. But I do think in the end the Nets will be fine because they. Have, well-coached, and defensively, they've been amazing. So, over these last 10 games, you could argue that the Brooklyn Nets have been the best team in basketball. Number one net rating, number four offense, and the best defense in the NBA over these last 10 games. You would expect that to be the opposite, where, of course, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they've been cooking, but what really has been heightened has been their defensive output. Um, of course, you lose Kevin Durant, one of the most prolific scorers this game's ever seen, but, of course, the MVP candidate this season. It's going to sting, but... Over the next month, the schedule they have is relatively light. Over these next four games, it's pretty simple. He, River already mentioned it. They have the Spurs. They have 
Uh, excuse me. They have Thunder, the Spurs, the Detroit, Thunder, the Suns, Lakers. Detroit. A lot of winnable games. So then it's it's towards the back end of January yeah. where they start to have a little bit of a challenge. Then in yeah. February they started off with a bang. They do play the Celtics. Um, in Boston. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so they have a good amount of games right now to get at least quote unquote comfortable without Kevin Durant. It's you have four games where you start to see all right, what's our identity without Kevin Durant? What can we really do without? one of the premier players in the league. And you said it very perfectly. This is going to allow Ben Simmons a little bit more opportunity. You would have liked to have seen it last night. Of course, that was not the case. But this was a game that he could take away and learn from. We like to think that with Ben Simmons all the time, that he had so many learning experiences, and it seems like he hasn't. But in this opportunity where now he's going to be relied on a little bit more offensively, I can see it where we'll actually start to see his attempts per game go up, where Hopefully we see a little bit more aggression out of him. That's what I want to see in Kevin Durant's absence. I think regardless, the defense is going to be fine. Of course, Kevin Durant, where we talk a lot about his offensive game, this show we've tried to highlight how great of a defender he has been this year, specifically as a shot blocker as well. You mentioned it as a rebounder. He will be missed, and it was seen last night where Celtics absolutely dominated the boards. But the defense will be fine. Jock Vaughn is a coach of the year for a reason. He's going to continue to instill that that into the boys. But the offense, that's where you want to see who's going to pick up the slack. Is it going to be Warren, who had over 20 last night? He looked really good. Kyrie, not the great efficiency, but you trust and rely on Kyrie regardless whether he's going to have an off night because he is Kyrie Irving. He's going to catch a heater eventually because that's just what he does. Then you have guys like off the off the off the bench. You can rely on. They have really good shooting around them as well, where they're limited to the attempts, but they're definitely one of the more efficient from beyond the arc. But I am looking for Ben to become more aggressive in this span because the opportunity will be there, and this could potentially be a bonus for him down the stretch, where at least now he has the confidence come playoff time that okay, I know what I can do when I have the basketball in my hand. I need to trust myself and trust my abilities because of these the heightened opportunity. Maybe it'll carry over into then where he won't see the same opportunity then, but at least he can trust himself that he can do so. I trust in the in the Brooklyn Nets for sure. Around five hundred is pretty fair, especially Kyrie Irving wants to be talked about like I continue to do as being one of the best players in the league because he has up until this point been one of the best players in the league this season. But now especially, you need to be the leader in the locker room. You need to be the guy that's going to go out there night in, night out and dominate on the offensive side of the, uh, of the of the game. And I think that he can do so. But this is now his opportunity to put it on a world basis to, to put everyone on notice. Yeah, I agree with most majority of everything y'all said. You guys are focusing on Ben Simmons. Uh, I am focusing on everybody else. We already know what Ben Simmons is offensively, like, you know, as a playmaker, as a facilitator, as getting everybody else involved. Uh, but as a scorer, we know he still has some question marks. So, uh, you know, I'm not really expecting too much out of him. Like, yeah, it would be great to see him step his game up from a scoring standpoint. But we know that's not, you know, what he's going to do. Uh, I am more so focused on TJ Warren. Like, uh, when TJ Warren, I'm just, just looking at his numbers, he's shooting 54% from the field this year, you know, and he's been really, really, really efficient, like efficient towards the point of uh, back when he was on the Pacers, the bubble year 2020. So, uh, you know, obviously on less attempts, but that's somebody I want to see get going. And as his minutes go up, as he gets starts to play more into his role, that's somebody who I expect to come in and, you know, obviously not, you know, fill the void for KD, but, you know, put the amount of, put some more shots up and, you know, just get more into the rhythm. And I feel like he can be personally, I feel like upwards to maybe even an 18 per game score in, in KD's absence. And, you know, maybe the Nets do 
start to struggle, like you said, after the first, after, like you guys said, after the first four games, just to see how they can, you know, mesh without KD, see what works for them, what doesn't work for them. I feel like if you give them more time, I don't feel like they fall out of, you know, obviously there's number two right now in the East. I think maybe you can see them waver from two to five, but anything lower than that, you know, other than the Sixers and the Cavs and the Bucks, you know, I, like I don't, I don't see them falling out of that. So, and you guys also, I feel like Kyrie, uh, has to step up and be that guy, you know. I, I feel like personally, he's gonna be if he keeps this up, he can be all NBA maybe, but uh, for sure, all star starter so far with the, with his play so far this year. Uh, not shooting the three ball as well, but it's still you know the same guy from two. Uh, you know, getting into the paint, being that rim threat, uh, getting his other teammates involved. I want to see him with more of that. So yeah, I feel like this team, you know, they're still going to be, you know, uh, top of the East still. still even, and when KD comes back into the game, uh, into the equation, I feel like, you know, they still have a lot to work out, you know, when it comes down to the playoffs with how you play Ben Simmons and Claxton together. But uh, we're just talking about the regular season right now. So no, I don't feel like they waver that much. They still have the pieces there and they've got it done. Jack, Jack Vaughn has done a real good job this year, um, keeping them prepared for each, for each matchup, each thing that teams are throwing their way, each um just just things that are coming that they don't expect to happen he's done a great job of you know uh, game planning for those things and you know keeping them ready so I, I think that they'll be fine for the most part obviously you know KD was been like the MVP before he left uh, well before he got hurt so uh, obviously you know there is going to be there are there's going to be times you know throughout this next month where we're going to look at them and you know the, maybe they don't have the closer other than Kyrie you know that can get it going or just players and you know getting the rhythm that often or that quickly but uh, for the, like I said, for the most part, I think they'll be fine. They'll be all right. But playoffs, when Katie and them does come back, uh, that's, they still have some issues with like 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 uh, Dales was talking about with the Claxon and Simmons dynamic and how sure. they can get played off the floor. So yeah, we can get into that another time. But for the most part, they'll be fine. And it's like you can look at the Nets and think they kind of caught a break here. Similar injury last season. Kevin Durant misses what two months, nine weeks, something oh, like that. More time. So so to only be out a month, the Nets have to be looking at this, and and. And the without lack of better word, as a blessing, because he definitely could have been much worse. You're only missing a month, and you're he's missing a month where the Nets have been playing great basketball. Sure. So at least you can have confidence in this Nets team. I'm sure Nets fans, of course, are devastated that Kevin Durant's hurt, but at the minimum, I know that all my Nets fans that I'm friends with, they're comfortable, they trust this Nets team, and they're excited to see what this Nets team is about without Kevin Durant being the guy night in, night out. It feels much more, they feel more able to survive it. Last year, they won an 11-game losing streak without him, right? They went on a stretch where they were playing like the worst team in basketball at a point, and, you know, Jordan brought it up. TJ Warren has come in and played great. You know, he didn't start off the year, but he came in, you know, somewhat somewhat recently after that, or someone soon after that, and came in, and it really seemed like he didn't miss a beat. He came in, and that's what he does. He scores the basketball, and he could pretty easily be their third-best shot creator. You, I know you've been you've been high on TJ Warren. You've been high on the whole Nets team, so I guess someone has to hit, right? It's a right? good roster. He's, he's, What's uh, not to be high No, about? yeah, TJ Warren came really in and has played, has played really well, been a great shot creator for them, and they're going to need that come playoff time, too, because obviously teams are going to hone in on Kyrie and KD, and if he could be really that third person who could create his own shot, because outside of that, I mean, you look at Curry and Royce O'Neal, they don't really have the same type of creation skills that a guy like that Warren can, and he showed it a lot, you know, 20 points against the Celtics last night when he is, uh, you know, relied on as the second option offensively. Kyrie Irving has to step up in this in this stretch. That's really it. That's all it comes down to. He has to average 30. I think Ben Simmons, it's not too much to ask of 10 from him. Get your attempts to ask 10. That's it. I just want to see your attempts up. And, and yeah. TJ Warren, I thought he's been really good. He's a starter on the bench. You know, he's a starter in this league still. He is. 
You know, but the injury derailed his career a bit. He's bouncing back with the Nets. Yes. And if the Nets can make one more move for a, a shot creator and a point of attack defender or and a rebounding center. center no, they need another big. I, I personally think they then, need another big. You know, we're talking about something serious with the Nets here. Before that <laughs> reverse You know, later on in the show, we're going to do a buy or sell segment and have those trades Attractive. up there. Yeah. So the other day on the playback, I was with Jordan and – Talking about Nets and Celtics, we were anticipating this matchup. Obviously, KD didn't play in this, so it kind of took a lot of the allure away from it, right? And JB and Al Horford didn't play either, but Al Horford is 49th out of 50 power forwards in PER, so it's not like he would have made a huge impact anyway. But yeah, you're right. Wow. Um, <laughs> using PR in the role player. The show, man. <laughs> so this here, I really want to get this off my chest. Because there are times in the offseason where we get into a lot of heated debates. There's a lot of moves happening. We're projecting a lot. And... DeJounte Murray going to the Hawks. Now, this looks like a bad trade right now. It does. And, and it's not just because they traded a lot for DeJounte Murray. Well, it is because of that mostly. But that move started a ripple effect of the Hawks' entire front office now being dismantled. Travis Schlenk, who was the general manager for the Hawks, the biggest, the biggest event that happened to him stepping down was this DeJounte Murray trade. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. Now in the offseason, I told you guys I wasn't a fan of this trade. I said Jalen Brunson is better. Jordan Davis over here loves to hashtag and use this as a hashtag, irresponsible takes. Hashtag irresponsible takes, man. When I made Brunson, when I put Brunson over DeJounte, Brunson over Fred Van Vliet, Look at how Brunson's playing. He's an all-star. I'm just look, taking a little victory lap uh, around, the, around the lap for myself. But, Jordan, I want to ask you, do you think the Hawks right now in this very moment regret trading for DeJounte Murray? I feel like, personally, I, I mean, the compensation probably, yeah, like three first-rounders, you know, is a little crazy. But, you know, if it, you know, just that'll, that'll be, they'll be fine with that. But I feel like the roster construction is more of an issue than DeJounte Murray himself. Like, obviously, you know, him and Trey have been a little bit inconsistent, aren't shooting the best this year from the field. But uh, you just look at. I think Jordan froze on us. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. Oh, you hear me? Yeah, yeah. we hear you now. But, you know, just look at the rest of the team around him. Like, John Collins, we see, you know, him and Trey talks every day. By the way, at the end, we're going to have a segment where we're doing uh, trade. Like, you know, we're, we're coming up with trade machine, right? That's facts. That's yes. later. Go ahead. Right. So I have so I have something that can potentially fix the Hawks. But uh, yeah, they just don't have the pieces, I feel like, around them. So it's, you know, Trey and DeJounte are just uh, taking bad shots and wavering, you know. And, you know, as great of a, a rim threat that Trey is, uh, oh, double big, what's the big old uh, Ayeka Akangu, you know, with Clint Capella out being out, uh, he hasn't, you know, been as great or as they would expect him to be. Uh, Bogdanovich hasn't been this great this year. So it's like, you know, the pieces around them just haven't, you know, panned out. So I feel like focus less on DeJounte Murray and Trey. I feel like they can work that out. They can play better as uh, they get some better players around them. More specifically, I feel like they need a, a better PNR big than just some lob threats or people that they put in the dunker spot like Capella and Collins or even Collins just off in the corner. He's not a good floor spacer. So that great of a floor spacer. So I just feel like the offense could be a lot better. Uh, I think, I believe they're bottom 10 in defense as well right now. So no, they're, they're bottom they're 10 in offense. offense. They're, they're 15th oh, ranked yeah, defense. They're, yeah, they're middle yeah, of the pack. So they're bottom 10 in offense. So yeah, and I feel like a lot of that could be fixed with better rim pressure, putting better people around uh, both of them that can stretch the floor out. Like, like I said, Bogdanovich 
and others aren't playing that well this year. So, uh, yeah. Now, Riv, I know you watch a lot of the Hawks. I don't know if you stopped watching because Cam Rogers is not there anymore. But not the Jones is there. Uh, I lock you, in. you still lock in, right? So, I want to get your take on, on the Hawks. And this is an interesting little wrinkle in here. Nick Ressler is the son of the Hawks owner, and he has taken more of a decision-making role within the Hawks organization, and that has led to a lot of the departures of senior and respected staff members. Three three scout members were fired. They were released. They, you know, have gone separate ways. The GM, obviously, is not there no more. Landry Fields is now the GM, and Kyle Corver is the assistant GM. But this owner, Nick Ressler, the son of the owner, is a big reason why a lot of these short-sided moves were made. The DeJounte Murray trade was made because he forced Schlenk's hand. Schlenk did not want to give up the three first-round picks and pick swap. Nick Ressler was like, no, we're doing this move. And that ultimately led to them trading Kevin Herter to get above the luxury tax. So getting DeJounte made Kevin Herter leave. So I just think that's an important thing to note here that this owner is having a lot of say in the direction of the roster and the direction going forward that he wants to go in is he wants to try to go all in right now and win. So I guess, you know, you call it a fluke run, whatever. It was. Yeah, you, we're not going to go back and forth on that, right? But they, okay. they went to the ECF, right? And I guess the organization wanted to capitalize off that. You know, this is a young team. They went to the ECF with practically young players for the most part, maybe like one or two vets. They go there. They beat Philly. They upset Philly. They beat the Knicks. That's an upset because they were the underdogs. And then they go give a fight to the Bucks. You look at this team coming into the offseason, you're like, okay, wait, this is a team we can maybe do something with. They let it. They pretty much let the roster go running back. Right? Doesn't work. They realize they need another ball handler. They go get DeJounte. Now, I agree with JD. Maybe the, the three picks was a little bit too much. But it's really, like, if you're watching Hawks games, it's really bigger than DeJounte. I mean, there's a new guy in trade talks every single week. There's drama in the locker room outside of basketball. There is no continuity because they're all always injured. They're all always in and out the lineup. And then, of course, nobody has really, like, the Nate McMillan is not a good coach. He, he, he doesn't run proper offensive sets. He doesn't put his guys in positions to be successful. Now, DeJounte isn't playing his greatest. You know, he's still an inefficient shooter. But defensively, he's been fine this year as a playmaker. He's been okay. So that's something you wanted. You wanted another ball handler next to Trey Young. But if your best player is also a guy who's been stinky with efficiency, then that's not going to help your team either. So it's like, yeah, we can look at DeJounte as the person because he was the one that got traded there. So he's going to get the biggest spotlight at the moment. But it's really, really deeper than DeJounte. I mean, this team is just built unpoorly. I mean, DeAndre Hunter has yet to make that leap. He's, he just got paid. He has yet to make that leap. Bolt Don was hurt. He came back. He's still trying to figure it out. John Collins, who's in trade talks every week, he has not gotten better at all. He's somebody who's – That's disappointing, too. Yeah, he just doesn't fit with this roster. Clint is always in and out the lineup Max. on Yucca. He has not propelled – A.J. Griffin's been fine. You know, that's somebody you can look at as a bright spot. He's, He's been positive. amazing. That's a guy you can circle like, all right, we know we got him going for the future. But I do think, you know, the, the GM forcing his hand into making a short-sighted move – like that, when realistically you could have the, the three picks you he, Dejounte may not be worth the three picks, but you could have made other moves in a sense to build this roster. But I do think Trey and Dejounte can figure it out. You know, I think those are two guys that can figure it out. But I think this roster as a whole is just a terrible fit. We were having this conversation before the show. 
and I said how I don't love the trade in hindsight for the Atlanta Hawks. And you kind of gave me that that panted Joel smirk. Like, <laughs> ah, now it's not a good trade. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think it has to do with DeJounte Murray. Not at all. I think it more so has to do with the Atlanta Hawks as a whole and them just not being good right now. The whole point was to be better than you were last season by making this quote-unquote power move. You trade more than than one first-round pick, shit, let alone potentially four first-round picks. Uh, you're supposed to improve vastly. And for that to not be the case at this point in time, as they're three and a half games behind the eighth seed, Miami Heat, something is clearly wrong. You alluded to it a little bit. Nate McMillan has, outside of his first year being there with the Atlanta Hawks where he took over midseason and they had that that ECF run, he has not been that great of a coach for them. The The controversies around every, other, uh, every player, DeJounte even spoke about it a little bit, it's more than just basketball. And then when you actually look at the basketball side of things, there's really no continuity, as you said. Very well said, Riv. So I don't look at it like it's a DeJounte Murray problem because I think he's playing really he's playing good basketball. He's not playing the basketball that he was playing last season because he's next to another star in Trey Young. And of course, Trey Young is going to maintain a lot of attention with the basketball. He's going to be the primary ball handler. But I also think that's another issue that I was not expecting either. Trey Young's inability to play off ball. I thought he would, would be a little bit more coachable in that aspect. He simply, he, right now, he struggled to do so at this point. So the reason why I don't love this trade is because I thought the Hawks simply would be better. And they haven't been. And for San Antonio to come up on these picks and potentially come up on an even better pick in year four, that's where you have to look at this trade and think, what were the Hawks really thinking or how can they better construct this roster so that people don't look at this trade and think what we're all thinking right now. Doesn't this Hawks team kind of feel like the old Nets teams where it's just drama off the court stuff, injury uh-huh. stuff. I mean, this is what this Hawks team feels like it's been this reaching. year. Huh? I think that's your reach. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. That's what it feels like with injuries to the Nets and KD and Kyrie off the court drama and Steve Nash coaches the, the players not really, you know, working with him and, we have a quote here from DeJounte, who is from uh, Sam Amac, I believe how you pronounce his last name, from The Athletic. He said, I mean, there's a lot going on that's non-basketball. And then with basketball, you've got guys in trade there rumors. It it's obviously more than, or then he goes on to say, I wouldn't say it's more than what I expected, but more than what I came from in San Antonio. And listen, DeJounte, no disrespect, but there's not many national media outlets out there talking about the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> year to year. That's probably a big reason why. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, you have guys who, not only are on and off the court, but you say John Collins is in trade room every week. John Collins has been on the trade block for like three years. I mean, it seems like every single season, every day, you hear a new trade rumor around John Collins, the Trey Young and McMillan stuff that happened earlier in the season. And I remember at the start of the season, I was originally in favor of this trade. I think if you go out and you get a star, you should be able to get it done. But I also remember saying maybe a month or two after that, you're changing this team. You're changing this offense. This was Trey Young and everyone else around him. Now you're bringing in a second star to go next to Trey Young. Now, normally you want to do that because obviously star power in the NBA, that's going to work out more often than not. Obviously, your Nets with James Harden would have won the championship, as you do say. Yeah, correct. But you do change that when you have a team that didn't make an ECF run, whether it's a fluke or not. They made the playoffs last year, regardless of it. They're an eight seed. You still you know, had some sort of success. And Trey, this season, sure, he's averaging 28-10. and 10, but he's he's not efficient. He's doing 31% from three, worst of his career. He shot nearly 40% last season. Effective field goal percentage is down over seven points this year as well. So the DeJounte fit, while 
We thought it would be seamless because we know Trey is just such a skilled basketball player, like you mentioned, Drew. The ability to be able to play off ball and just be able to knock down shots that we expect him to do, he's not doing that this year. I mean, 31% from three from Trey Young is something, regardless of the attempts, that is Trey Young, right? It's his ability to hit threes and not just threes, but tough threes, deep threes, no matter what the situation is. He hasn't been able to do it that year. And offensively, it's taken a big, a big step back. They were the number two offense in terms of offensive rating last year. They're 22nd this year. Right, it does go deeper than Trey Young, as we've mentioned at this table. Right now, the Hawks are a mess. It does feel like McMillan is kind of on the ropes. He's on his way out. If he doesn't get fired midseason, it could be at the end of the season. I don't know if you make a, a big move at the deadline, but if this Hawks team is kind of trending down, which they've been for the majority of the season, maybe this is the year they finally move off John Collins or maybe a guy like Clint Compella and not rebuild, but maybe somewhat retool this roster and try to look towards the future. Yeah, I think a retool is necessary. I think you can still keep Trey DeJounte, but you got to retool everybody else. You know, I think um, Hunter, Onyeka, AJ, you know, you just paid Hunter. You can't really trade him. Onyeka is a nice piece. Just He's somebody you want to get, you want to get on better. On a rookie you know? deal. Yeah, sure. You could still, you still have the opportunity to retool if you got Trey Young DeJounte, I feel like. You know, the smirk I gave you earlier was a smirk of victory. <laughs> Because I remember in the offseason sitting at this table and saying, I'd rather pay Jalen Brunson than trade three first-round picks for DeJounte, and you guys laughed at me. Well, we round know, we table. know why we laughed you at you. You laughed at me no, round it table. Wasn't you that made comment. me feel like a fool. It was a different comment. No, that it was, was a different you comment. You laughed multiple times. Well, the reason why I'm not going to give DeJounte and the Hawks that much slack is because, for one, John Collins has been in trade rumors for a while. Years. He was in trade rumors last year. Before he got paid, he was in trade rumors. He has been a player in trade rumors routinely. So this isn't something new. And last time I checked, he's the only player that's in trade rumors. I don't hear DeAndre Hunter in him. I don't hear Clint Capella, Onyeka, all those other guys. No, Clint was in it It, last year. For me, I've just been hearing mostly John Collins. I'm with you. So they've been dealing with that for a while. There is turmoil in the front office. There, it's, it's a mess right now in Atlanta because the decision makers are not on the same page. And the owner's son is jumping the gun on making the wrong moves. It's okay to want to go all in and win. But you got to also understand your your Ross and your personnel. When the Hawks made the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, everybody that has eyeballs knows it was a fluke. It wasn't a hard Eastern Conference. The Knicks had a Cinderella run. They beat them. Fine. I'll give you that win. The Sixers choked. You picked the Knicks that year. The Sixers, that's my team. Am I not going to pick them to win? Embiid choked. Embiid choked. Get that right. Ben Simmons also. Ben Simmons also did choke. Now, this is the thing. The East that year wasn't as tough as it is now. The Hawks from that ECF run, the very next year, what did they do? They didn't make a move. If you want to go all in, it only makes sense to go all in if the player you're getting makes a significant difference. Trading for Anthony Davis for the Lakers, that led to a championship. The Raptors trading for Kawhi Leonard led to a championship. The Celtics trading for KG and Ray Allen, that led to a championship. Kevin Love to Cleveland when you had LeBron and Kyrie, it led to a championship. There have been power moves that haven't led to championships. For sure. Like we see the Clippers right now, the Nets. James you know, Harden, There's definitely examples say. of it. But for the most part, those risks were warranted because James Harden is an all-NBA caliber player. 
Paul George is an all-NBA caliber player, and you were only getting Kawhi if you got Paul George. Sure. So you needed, to, you needed to get him. DeJounte Murray's not that. <laughs> and maybe I might have been a bit overboard when I said he'd be out the league if the Spurs didn't draft him. You were. It was a hyperbole. What I meant was that he would not be the same player. My issue with DeJounte is that he got overrated last year because he had a, a very large role. He was 42nd in usage. This year, he's 72nd. He was the lead guard on a tanking Spurs team that exceeded expectations and was a play and he played horrible in the play-in. And then on his way out from the Spurs, do you guys remember when DeJounte said that, have fun, you guys are going to be losing for 15 years to the Spurs? And when he was trashing the system, now he's actually in a drama situation. And he's understanding, he's, he's realizing maybe the Spurs weren't that bad. Maybe, you know, it, it wasn't that bad. And the Spurs look like thieves in the night because they're going to get three future first-round picks and a pick swap. And the Hawks might have to break this thing down because DeJounte Murray, I can almost be certain he's not happy with his numbers, especially if he's not winning. He's a free agent in 2024. He can walk out for nothing. He's going to be unrestricted. So if the Hawks don't figure an extension out, and what does a DeJounte extension look like? 30 plus million dollars? That's a huge overpay for him, in my opinion. He won't get 30 plus. But he's under he's expiring in 2024. John Collins could be out. Clint Capella has been regressing year to year. He's had a fine year this year. But for the most and part, the, you mm-hmm. want Onyeka to be that center of the future. I mean, the Hawks are stuck. They don't have picks. They're not going to have cap space. And Trey Young, there's a serious question mark about how far he can lead a team. I understand he made the Eastern Conference Finals once. There are plenty of players that have a run once and never have a run like that ever again. Trey Young's defensive liability and his play style, which we all talk about the Lucas and the Hardens of the world, but Trey Young has that play style and is not as good as those guys. How far can you really go? So for me, the Hawks, they are a mess. I think in hindsight, this was a terrible trade. And when Donovan Mitchell got traded to the Cavaliers, I said all the losers are the mid-tier Eastern Conference teams, the Bulls, the Hawks, the Raptors, because the Cavs just got significantly better with Donovan Mitchell. That's a player you trade three, four first-round picks for. That's a guy you trade those picks for, not DeJounte Murray. And they're one of those teams suffering because they're in the middle, and there's really few options to get out of that right now. Few? There are very few options. There are very few. I mean, what 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 can you really do right now? You have to hope and pray that someone's going to want to take John Collins. And what is he making? Twenty two? Is it twenty two? And you have to draft well, and they just fired three scouts. Capella Capella probably is intriguing to to some teams, especially for the fact that he's a big that obviously is a good shot blocker, good good rim protector, can can finish into the basket pretty efficiently. But the risk is that he struggles to stay on the court at times. Um, but I feel like that's a player that definitely would be easier to trade of the two. He's not making I think that's that. probably the easiest guy to trade I, on the team. I, I agree with that statement 100%. And if you're the Hawks, I feel like it's easy to let him go as well. Um, but I, I don't disagree right now because right now the whole thing is to to build around Trey Young. And I'm, if I'm going to be completely honest, I can't sit here and tell you how to properly build a team around Trey Young especially with the play that he's had this season where he has not been the most efficient. I mean, I, I can guess, yes, the best way you can fit players around Trey Young is to space the floor, have shooters around him that can also shoot the ball at a very efficient clip. But you had shooters like that in a Kayvon Herter that no longer is on the team. Uh, of course, that is only one guy. Is it Kayvon or Kevin? Nah, no, it's Kevin, oh, but I, Kevin. Call him, I call him Kayvon. Oh, okay. Because like, uh, that's what he wants. That's his nickname. Uh, 
And DeAndre Hunter, he's been playing solid basketball, but you'd expect him to be playing a little bit better. He really has not progressed that much since entering the league and the people's expectations for him from his rookie season and his second. Um, but really, that's really the only way I can picture you building a team around Trey Young that's successful. And him being able to play off ball, especially with DeJounte Murray, because you trade three, potentially four first-round picks for, for a guy. You want him to be involved in your future plans and in your offense. So it's also not just on putting pieces around Trey Young, but also Trey Young being able to be coachable. I think that's the first another thing, thing to too. Do is get a coach. I don't disagree a with that. Real coach. With, with Trey Young being uh, playing more off the ball, I don't think it's a Trey Young thing. I just oh, I, of it's, course, a, it's a lack of, of system course, thing. Of course, I agree with that. But I think that it does also need uh, Trey Young needs to take a little bit of accountability as well because you're the leader. You're the best player on the team. You're you're uh, you want to be in that superstar conversation, which deservedly so, of course, with the numbers that he puts up, the ECF run. But there needs to be a little accountability. And I think that he knows that and he understands that too. But he needs to show it on the court. And that's really, that's that's the only like thing. He's like a dad. I know, I know. <laughs> I do sound like a dad. Yeah, that's been something that's been preaching me my whole life. But Trey Young knows that. And I expect Trey Young What's to be better. Table, I'm, I'm trying to rest my legs. Oh, Jesus. Rose all over my uh, my space, brother. <laughs> yeah, the Hawks are probably stuck. They're probably it's tough, man. Right. It's like Bogdanovich is, is not that good. He's all right. He's he's nothing more than what he is. That's just being truthful. He's a good player. He, no, he is. All right. You would love him on the Lakers. I mean, that's not saying much. That's not saying much. He would start. It's not saying much. Over Lonnie Walker? It's not saying much. respect Lonnie. Don't do that. Don't do that. Start over Lonnie. Don't do that. All right? Y'all were disrespecting Malik Monk last season, and now y'all are He would start over Troy Brown Jr. I will say that. I mean, again, that's not saying much. I mean, like I said, saying he start on the Lakers is not saying much. Exactly. Yeah, that's not saying much. I'll see. 13 is they need anything. Evan Fournier would come to the Lakers and start. Hey, Stat it out. Definitely get starting you. minutes. Definitely <laughs> 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 get some, some real run out there. Uh, Nick Legend. The Hawks are stuck, though. And, you know, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to ask this question later on, so we can just wait until then. All right. But, all right. You know, all right. Uh, DeJounte, man. You know, what the, you, know you tweeted I that. I you. It's time to trade DeJounte. Hold, hold is it time to trade DeJounte? Drew, hold, hold, hold on. Because this guy is funny. I wish I could find it on my phone. You do know you tweeted, I want DeJounte for the Knicks, right? No, I didn't. You, no, you did. You, I did. you did. You probably did. I didn't. You did. You, you did. If I, and if I can find the tweet, tweet which I'm going to do later. Well, okay. On the chance that I did, it was probably because I was heavily influenced by how I was playing with him on 2K <laughs> and the trade that I made with him. But also, I, I, did, say, I did say this. Between DeJounte and Jalen Brunson, I picked Jalen Brunson. Did. No, you definitely said I've been that. consistent on that all offseason. You I laughed at me. I didn't, I didn't say you wasn't consistent on that. You've con you're consistent on some things. You know, it's funny because I go back to the Jalen Brunson segment, and after I gave my Brunson spiel, which was beautiful, shit was accurate. Riv goes here, you love numbers. You love numbers. The, the things don't translate we to the all, next. The, the issue with you the, see Brunson's balling. The Brunson's been balling. But Jalen Brunson. We all had the same idea. Crazy. We all had the same idea on Brunson. Like no, we, all, we all liked the signing. We all thought he was a good player. But ultimately, we all no. said it just doesn't. Drew's the us. only one that, that was on the side of me. You guys. You know what I noticed about him? When he gets a win, right? He Oh, doors over it. I know. It, That's because when it. I get an L, you but, guys but when, do the but, same but, thing. But, 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 hey, but you, I'm with you. But I'm you notice when, when I get an L, you know, you all y'all do you know is what happens, happens with us over here, though. When we get W's, we kind of just walk on the show. You know, we just chilling. Just go about our day. Because it's like, it's common, you know. But he gets a dub, and it's like, he got to show the world he got the W. But we get a dub, it's kind of like, nah, we just, you know. Because the difference is that your dub. No, when we give you a dub, we give it to you. No, no, when you get the W's. 
usually when you make the statement, I don't think it's that crazy. I'm like, yeah, you know, I think you're right. He's cat. But when I make my statements, when I make my statements, you think, oh, there's no way Brunson can be better than Jante. There's no way Brunson can be better than Fred Van Vliet. The Fred Van Vliet one, you lost me. Whoa, stop. That was more you. No, there was. And don't we're more loud with it. But do not act like you were on the same side of there's not nah, Brunson I, I is was, not. But Fred. you were just right, more loud. It. That's all. You just this more loud. guy's trying to make it closeted like he wasn't on the I mean the he's side. probably you're the Raptors guy. And it that's wasn't a crazy me. no, for sure. It, it wasn't. definitely was This wasn't. is what you think that's you what think. It wasn't crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was think. a great opinion by you. Fred Bentley was an all star. The Johnson was an all star. You think us saying that he wouldn't be better than all stars was crazy. That's what we were saying. We're like, you, don't you, think you didn't better. understand how good Brunson was going to be. No, though. but then when we gave you, you I we, saw it. But, but I had <laughs> dreams about him doing what he's doing in the garden right now. So we can't take you. Him don't serious, even watch bro. the Knicks. <laughs> I've been watching the more recently. You gotta stop saying that. I've been watching. He said on a playback. He should never admit it. He should have never. He should have been watching him. He should have took that to the grave. Yes, that's why I'm the Knicks guy. When they were a bad starter, now yeah, I didn't watch it. I've been watching him recently. I watched what Brunson did to Drew Holiday. That's your guy. I watched what Brunson that's did to, have, to Drew yeah, Holiday. Yeah, you're Drew Holiday. That's your guy. Hold on. Yeah, 46. That's that's my guy. That's your guy. You're a Drew Holiday guy. You like Drew Holiday. I, I like I, I he's know. not he's not yeah, your guy. I wouldn't say he's your my guy's guy. a stretch. Yeah, yeah. But you <laughs> said he'd lock you up talk, Kyrie. I was gonna say you talk, that doesn't mean he's my guy. You talked a lot about Drew Holiday. And you said that Tatum would have fits. He's one said Tatum would have fits because of Drew Holiday. He's one of the best primitive defenders in the league. So it's your guy. No, I wouldn't say he's my guy. It's your guy. No. I'm deeming him your guy, so it's official. Okay. I, and, and, I another, and another W transitioning was the Bulls. But I, I just get That's labeled a hater for that. That's the but, but I have a double in the Wizards. I don't say a word about it. That's it's the Wizards. Who cares? You guys literally have a Wizards. Now, now, now it's the Wizards. What were the now expectations the Wizards. for the Wizards? Wizards. Now they're just Bulls, the Wizards. But you was telling that's me that can still happen. I can Wait, still hold on. JD, say it again one more time. Please. You saying now it's now it's the Wizards. Now the Wizards is... Stop. You was telling you telling me and Riv all before the season. Hyping up crazy. You got to stop. Hyping up crazy. So the general public... We played Celtics Wizards on 2K right before the season. He was talking so crazy and about I KP. Your ass. You did beat me. He did beat me for that sure. That was a choke. But he, but he was over here talking crazy right after he gets on the show, starts saying all this shit about the Wizards. You came oh, in here and propelled to that. us that the Wizards were this good team. Yeah, they, they were going to make nope. a good amount of noise. They were going to make a play in. Bradley Bill was going to be nice. Bradley Bill's been injured. They haven't been healthy at all. But but all I said was that they'd be better than the Bulls. They're 12th right now. But to the general public, the expectations for the Bulls was much higher. There what was, was no, what was the expectations? It was like an eight season, seven, seven, seven eight season. Yeah. yeah, but at least like you know, at least like a regular season team. Y'all not that. We really? had there was. I feel like most of us have around like a seven eight seed this year. Yeah, you have to stop. Why do you lie? Yeah. You dragging it. You really yeah, dragging it. Yeah, no, no, like, I said, I remember, I'm I said, I had the Bulls at nine. I said, I, I, I said exactly this. I you had said, the Bulls as the fourth seed. No, bro. I had him at six. <laughs> I had him at six. <laughs> Joel, no, lie. People Yo, believe you. Seed, come on, bro. Let's nope. relax. I had him at Stop six, me. and I said it. I said, look, I said. At six? Look, he had him as a playoff lock. But look, Dell, I said. No, no, it wasn't high. It wasn't high. You know why it wasn't high? Because I literally said, the bias in me is saying Bulls six seed. That's exactly what I said. You had the Pistons over the Wizards. No, I had the Knicks over the Pistons. I had the Knicks as a play-in team, actually. 
Thank you. I appreciate yeah, so that. Yeah, I had the Knicks at the yeah, bottom. I, think we all, smart. I had the Pistons over the oh, Wizards. We had them low. Suck. We had them low. I had them low. I had the well, Knicks all I'm saying, who, yeah. you're the but, only fool that had the Wizards in the play. But I, I've been talking about the Bulls rebuilding for a while. Now we've seen it coming to fruition. But there's, what, a, there's for, a, they're not even rebuilding. They're going I know, all in. But there's a bit of a dilemma here. We're going to talk about the dilemma right now. Because Zach Levine in his last 10 games has been balling out. We know that Drew is a Zach Levine truth or he thinks he could be the best player on the championship team one day. <laughs> we, don't, we don't quite believe that. But, Riv, I'm going to let you go, then I'm going to let JD go because this is your team. You guys are both Bulls fans. It's funny how you don't go first when you're a Knicks. When it's a Knicks topic. No, well, it's me. You, you want I'm me to go? Guy. I mean, listen. Nick guy. The Bulls right now, Knicks Zach Levine's playing amazing. Talk so about it. It's a Please. dilemma. Talk about you know? it. Just, talk, no, no, just, just talk Levine? about Zach. Just talk do about Zach. Do you sell high on Zach Levine? Just talk to me about or Zach. Or do you still try to retool? Because the time is ticking, man. And if they don't make a decision fast, you know, we're talking about a guy in his prime. Thomas you know, Tate. You know All funny? we got is time. JD, you know what's funny? Thomas Tate. A real hooper. No, you know what's funny, JD? This is funny because me and you, you know, Bulls fans. If we sell, guess where Zach is going? LA. To the Knicks. Damn it. You do know that, With right? Brunson, don't dab me. You don't Two. want We got three all-stars. You don't want him. We got three all-stars. You just told me. You just told me you didn't want him on I your team. I don't want him, but if he comes to the Knicks, Enough. I support him. Well, you have three I what? support you him. Three I'm, a, I'm a fan of the team. <laughs> oh my God. I support Levine if You're he comes to the Knicks. You're saying if you have Levine, he'd be the third. Who's the, th- who's no, the I'm third saying we have three all-stars. Who's, who's the third? Yeah, yeah. Brunson, Bro, Randall's Brunson Brunson Randall, Randall, and him. All-star game. He's an all-star. It, stop it. He's playing at an respect all-star level. Him. Stop oh it. Riv, Riv, Riv. Start respecting Brunson. You had him as an all-star. He has been. Huh? You had him seventh on your all-star voting That doesn't mean you... Seven people on an all-star ballot don't make the all-star game. Seven guards make the all-star game. Yes, they do. And seven forwards. Check it out. Are you sure? It's 14 people on the team? It's it's six. It, 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 it's what? Check that, it. That, that the math doesn't math. Check it. The math doesn't at the minimum, you he's can't. Not an you can't backwards. He's, right, he's, playing like an all-star. he's playing at an That's all-star it. level. He's not That's an all-star. It's, it's like De'Aaron Fox. He's not an all-star. He hasn't been an all-star, but he's an all-star level player. That's what he's saying. Simple. Come on, bro. Somebody said, "Stop it." Yeah, Levine's an all-star Enough level player. Levine has made no, the all-star uh, game uh, most times. Yeah, I was gonna say, Levine. What are we talking about? Then? Levine's an all-star. Levine's okay, an so all-star. What, no, the, the issue is Brunson. That's what he's oh, saying. Oh my bad, my yeah, bad. I tell you, he didn't make the all-star yeah, game. Big semantics. I know, but he's having no, a great so last, last year, last year, seven guards in each conference made the all-star game. Okay. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Is that a fact? Did seven make it? It is. Well, I mean, 15 players make it now, and they had they had an updated all-star voting because look, I'm going Steph, Luca, Jalen Brown. Dame, Chris Paul, Dejounte. Um, Dejounte this is so. from 2021. I, I know, believe. but I'm saying that would be one of the seven still. This is the no. 2021 All Star game. Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, um, Mike Conley, James Harden, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. Yeah, the seven. Mike Conley was a sub. Yeah, but they they have seven on this on the. Yeah, because on the so the there one. isn't seven. It's only it's a sub. <clears throat> Well, the seven players made it. So that means Jalen Brunson would get in subbing. Oh, I don't if know. Somebody gets hurt. Is, is he playing at an all-star caliber level? Yes or no? Yes. All okay. right, that's it. That's that's so totally stop with the semantics. That's not that's not semantics. You wasted our time with that, that's, man. That's, if somebody no, because this is so stupid. If somebody says he's an all-star and I go look at his resume and he doesn't have an all-star appearance, <laughs> you're lying. Is he that's, that's not a semantic. That's not a semantics thing. You're answer, lying. Answer. No. Is he playing? Does he play at an all-star level? Yes, right, so what's but if you difference? tell me he's an all star and I go look at his resume, you know that's like it's saying a popularity contest. That's like you telling me Jalen Brown's an All NBA, right? And I go look at Jalen Brown's resume and he's never made an All NBA team. But do you like? No, I'm sorry, he he plays at an All NBA. Bro, it's a popularity okay, contest. Like it's a it's popular. Let me, let me ask you something. If um, <laughs> what are we doing here? Like Devin Booker uh, almost did not make the All Star game. All- Remember, when Portland, he made it as a reserve. Devin Booker, he was an All Star. He made it as a reserve. But that's what I'm saying. 
What he almost he almost was not an all star. Why are you telling me about an almost? My, he my was, point, but he was because an all-star, though. it was that's he, he was an all star, but you did not get voted in by the fans. He got that's better. Selected. He got in by the coaches. That's even yeah, better. The coaches matter more. It had to be fans. because of injury that he got in. My whole I point is I don't know about all star. You get voted is, in by the that coaches. That's happened. not an injury no, thing. As a reserve, he only got in because someone oh, missed. Oh, so he's a reserve. He still got in though. You're an all star. You get on the resume. No, for sure. CJ and Dane. CJ and Dane backcourt in Portland. If I would have said they got two all stars, would you? Me push back, yes, because CJ's not an all star yes. technically. I will give you 100% right. push back. All right, all right, sounds good. Let's talk about but the listen, Bulls. the Bulls right now, you guys have dilemma. So, are you selling high on Zach Levine? Or are you keeping it and seeing where this core can go? I know where this core can go. So, I've been wanting to sell for what two months now. I know where this core can go. This core can go to the first round. This core can probably lose. I don't. I don't think this core can go any further than the first round. I think they've reached their ceiling. I think there's just too many good teams in the East. I think Cleveland's better than us. Philly's better than us. Bucks are better than us. Boston are better than us. Brooklyn's better than us. I just think right now, this the way this team is constructed, the way Billy Donovan coaches, we don't have the proper firepower. We don't have the proper coach to match up with the top five teams in the East. And if you don't have that, there's literally no point because you have to see one of them in the first round. There's realistically, I don't see an avenue where we dodge any of those five teams in the first round. So I think inevitably you have to sell with Zach. I mean, no, I, I don't. I don't think you have to necessarily sell with Zach. I think you can keep Zach for the long road. You just paid him, you know, hundred or two hundred, whatever million dollars it was. He's getting paid forty million dollars. He's only 27, 28 years old. That's so prime. You can keep Zach, but I think inevitably you have to start selling on the team. I mean, they just made a report yesterday that Caruso and Pat Will are not on trade talks. So that hurt me mentally because I really want to sell this team because I don't think there's any. It, there's any groundwork to get any better. You saw how great you guys were last season when Lonzo and Caruso were healthy. I, Demar and Zach I don't were hear on the news. I'm, I'm done. With you saw he he just dropped some clips on IG. He's, he's dunking done for the season. Though. He's dunking the I basketball. Know, but he's at least activities. He's running, yes, he's, he's been running two on years. the trip. Right. I understand, but it's well, progress. He played, last year. he played last year. It's been a year. It's it's it's, it's, it's been a year. It's progress. It's, it's Can you just no? I'm saying he'll play ball. Like the next time he will play ball, it'll be two years by the time it'll be them two years. Yeah, but the next time he gets back on a basketball court, it will be two years. He's right. working. No, that's great for him. Like great for yeah. him personally. Healthy. I want him. But I don't right now. You want to sell? Riff, listen, I, I I think you're wise. You're really I don't think wise. you sell, Alonzo. He's twenty mil. You can't. No, I'm not saying Alonzo. I'm yeah. saying I think Riv. You're a wise person. You're a wise man. And your analysis was very wise. Vucevic on an expiring deal. Zach Levine, really great player. Oh no, he's great. But really, really what's the ceiling on a Zach Levine led team? I don't know. Lonzo's out for the remainder of the season. DeMar doesn't want to go through a rebuild. He's kind of like teetering between happy and unhappy right now. There's no sense of direction. He's begging to go to L.A. The Bulls are trending Stop. right now where they started when they had Zach Levine with nothing, with no help. Like, there's nothing to surround him with. Caruso? That's the name you bring up. Yeah, but that's an issue. Yeah, an issue. No, I'm trolling, man. <laughs> I, I feel like the Bulls right now – their decision is going to be made off of one thing, <laughs> this question or this statement. Do we feel like we're closer to competing than rebuilding? And I think the front office and Billy Donovan are going to choose the first option. They're going to try to keep competing. I don't think they're going to retool or rebuild, which I th- would be the smart thing to do. But the time is ticking on making a de- decision right now. And J.D., I want to hear your analysis because I don't think it's too far from what I'm saying right now. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I think they have to, at the end of the day, just decide to try to compete because 
when you do try to rebuild and retool, what is what is that going to turn into? Like at the end of the day, we're going to have to wait, you know, years upon years to be real contenders anyway. So I feel like I personally feel like there is there's no reason to trade Zach. Like as much as I the the other side of me being a Lakers fan, much as I want to see him go to the Lakers. Uh, I, I don't think there's, there's no way. There's no logical reason for that to happen. Me. For me, He's for a Bull, you're Since a Bulls when? and Lakers fan? Yeah. Is there, a, is there a problem, a is there a problem fan, right? with that? I'm a LeBron fan. Yeah, okay, no, because no, yeah. I've never heard him say it. That's why. Yeah, yeah, fear. I'm a LeBron. So, so yeah, as much as I would want to see him go to Lakers, it just doesn't make much sense for the Bulls. And there's no package that the Lakers can give him. I don't know what Nick's package Bro, y'all Thomas is about. Bro, Pat, Pat Bev. Yeah, I'm serious. Pat Bev should never be the first name. The first name you said should never be Pat Bev. should never be Pat Bev. Bro, the 27-29 first-round pick. Thomas Bryant. I'll throw you Thomas Bryant as like a little extra. Stop, stop, That's not enough. All right. We just gave that man. We just gave him years 200 and how much meal no not enough so this is what this is what i really want to get out of this this topic i want to highlight the level of play that zach levine has shown the last 10 games averaging 28 points per game 66.5 true shooting percentage my goodness gracious 48.2 percent from three point on 8.5 per 8.5 attempts per game not winning four assists per game this is what happens when Zach Levine is healthy. And the disrespect that was put on his name because of injury was disgusting. Facts. Talk about and, it. And facts. honest to God, I, it, it was hard to sit with. Point him out. When we know who Zach Levine is when he's at 100%, that's a 50, 40, 85 guy. Zach Levine is a special basketball player that when he is healthy, he is one of the best shooting guards in the game. Top five. I don't care what you tell me. That's what he is when he's healthy. Okay, shit, bro. Right, spit. I just want respect on Levine. I said this last show. I don't want you to tell me he's the best in the league. I'm not here for that. I just need you to acknowledge Levine being great. So, in terms of the question, should the Bulls blow it up? Should should they capitalize on, on Zach Levine's recent tirade? Yes, because honestly, the Bulls are stuck in a middle ground right now. And, yes, I do like the roster when it is healthy, but when's that going to happen? When's Lonzo coming back? He's already shelved for the rest of the season. Who knows how he comes back next season? Caruso's playing good basketball. I know you guys laugh whenever I mention Caruso, but he needs that acknowledgement. He is a great defensive player, one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, of course, he he's a great basketball player, but he continues to age, and you already mentioned it, Joel. He's not trying to be a part of a rebuilding team. Vucevic, that seemed like that trade really was one of those that – Set them back a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the Bulls wish that they had one Wendell Carter on this team to have a young we guy. Don't. I, you do. You do. Don't. You you can you can. Have I do. At least have I, your I, first Rib, Rib, Rib is speaking for himself right he now. Is. I know. I know. Get your pick back, JD. I would have, at least get your pick back, but like no, because you could have Wendell and you Wendell, could have Franz. Yes, you could have Franz. Yes, oh, yeah, Stop. Franz. Yes, but Wendell was always hurt with us. He, see, he barely see, and played. And that's why I understand where you, as a fan, are coming from. That hurts you as a, as a man. It hurts to see Wendell be hurt. Go to the to the Magic and be this level of basketball player. It sucks. I mean, I know it does. Uh, but that trade did set you guys back a little bit because Franz would have fit seamlessly onto this team. Wendell Carter, a great center, young center to have onto this team. Great rebounding, double-double machine, honestly. 
The Bulls are stuck right now, and I think that you need to gather assets. And with the way that Levine's playing, and with his injury history, you have to capitalize. You see what these guys, have, what these other guys have been traded for. You saw we just had this whole segment about Dejounte Murray getting traded for three firsts, potentially a fourth. Rudy Gobert got traded for five firsts and a plethora of role players. Donovan Mitchell's Donovan Mitchell. Honestly, you could have traded more for him and it would have been worth it. He's special. But, but Zach Levine is also a special player in his own right, and you could capitalize right now, and I think that's what the Bulls need to do. They should do, but I don't know if they will do. Correct. I think it's very easy for us and fans to say blow it up, make trades in this world that we live in, especially, you know, Joel's talking about how he plays with DeJounte on 2K, and we go into my league and do these trade finders and He's a beast blow up 2K. the team, and within a year you He's have fast. a starting really five good. ball 80 overalls, <laughs> and it seems very easy to do, but you also got to think of the head coach, the front office, they have to, you ticket know, sales. ticket sales. They oh, no, don't want to lose their out. jobs. I know, and they're they're a historic franchise, obviously. So no, like, I don't whether think God, whether we're whack or I don't not, think they're gonna out. have that issue with it. But when you're constantly losing, and even when you do rebuild, you're still gonna have to hit on these draft picks. And I mean, over the years, you know, Kobe White, Patrick Williams. I wouldn't say they exactly have the best track record of drafting and developing guys. Both Levine and Demar were acquired, you know, via free agency and trade and whatnot. So. They don't have – it's not like they have this team that you could confidently say, oh, yeah, we'll just build through the draft and be able to make it happen outside of really like Derrick Rose, who's been that one guy you've been able to bring in and really solidify him as this star player that Joe you drafted. Noah. Okay, Joakim Noah. Well, like I'm saying, you're not building a team around Joakim Noah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like um, Noah. You know, Derrick Rose is, is in his own right. But this Bulls team, it's easy from an outside point of view, and we talked about it, been talking about it, that it makes sense to blow it up. Because you're not going to be in that Celtics realm, that Bucks realm, that Nets realm right now. And as JD said, like you'll probably be years away if you do blow it up. So Bulls fans who want to make it happen and not be competitive, you have to be ready to not be competitive for multiple seasons because that's what it's going to be if you want to move off Levine and DeMar and all of these guys and ultimately have to hit on those draft picks, which they haven't had the best history of. So we'll see what ends up happening. But Levine's been great. I mean, these last 15 games, he's been a top three three-point shooter in the league. Being healthy has shown a huge part of that. You see his explosiveness jump off the screen. He's catching alley-oops. He's dunking the basketball. He's, he's running in transition. That's he's what he doing is. everything we have seen Levine do outside of the first you know, month or two of the season when he was banged up. So it's great to see him back in his, you know, in his prime or his his you know former self that we saw yeah. before this injury. I just um, don't think the Bulls are gonna make a big move. That's good. Someone, is he Donovan Mitchell? I don't think so. someone commented and said giving Bulls front office the benefit of the doubt of drafting Franz is extremely generous. I'll be honest, Not wrong. that is hilarious. I'll be You're honest, kind of just penciling in your take, Franz, because it's like um, I can't draft for shit. Well, we have a new regime. True, true. We have a new true, regime. True. So I apologize. It's, it's a, it's that was a group, rude of new me. group. No, no, they were garbage. Yeah, before. you're not wrong. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, 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 they're garbage. So you, you ain't wrong. But it's a new group, so you know you um like AK. He built up this team like two years, so you know you give him a little bit of credit for that. But um, I, I just don't see a package that we can trade Zach for and get something good back mm. right now. You know, I'm I, don't, about you. I, I don't think there's nothing serviceable. You don't think, out the, there. Mavs, you don't think the Mavs? They would, have no picks. What we package? Picks. Yeah, they have really, the Mavs don't have picks. No, they Why? don't. To give out, they don't have any picks. Uh, the dim trade. trade. The dim yeah. Woody trade. Like, yeah, and and we want picks more than anything, and there's facts, no facts. no team outside of maybe the Knicks if they're willing to do it that can give us a, a, a sort amount players, of picks, yeah. and a lot of their picks oh, are protected. Man. So it's like Levine they have some young the, players they could they could possibly bring trade. Levine to the Garden. Like who? Oh, the, the salary got a match. So well, we got twenty twenty three. Like, what outside of the picks? What would the deal be from the Knicks? Yeah, so? we, like they're, they're not giving them Grimes. Grimes would have to be included if I'm the Bulls. They're not giving them Grimes. Twenty twenty three have to go. Probably Mitchell Robinson also. They're not giving them. I think RJ Barrow would be the main trade. Okay, him too. I'm good. 
Bro, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm good. Keep, You'd rather have picks RJ. than RJ? Let me keep my 100%. boy. What are the odds the picks you get, you trade for, are going to end up being as good as RJ, any of them? A big odd. Uh, high odds? Yes. You, with your draft history? It's a new regime, bro. I, I understand. I love that, the optimism. Regardless, no, like he can't. He's saying draft. There is no draft. Okay, history. okay but even still, if you want, if you I'm want these Knicks picks, if you want these Knicks picks that are heavily protected, that means they're probably going to be late first round picks. Well, while, they're going to turn into we, as good as an R- player as RJ. What, what is RJ right now? What is what is your def- what, what is RJ ranked in the league he, right now? I mean, ranked. It's, it's not great, but he has he's has but like his why, future. He has promise. He why go? Why 20, trade? Not efficient, why trade Zach Levine, who gets paid forty, right? For R.J. Barrett, when all we want is expiring deals and picks, we don't want guys who are locked up for four or five years. We want expiring deals. But R.J. is on, on a, a. You need a friendly. player to lead a rebuild, though. Yeah. R.J. wouldn't be the guy. What was that sound? Yeah. Yeah. R.J. wouldn't. I don't yeah. know. I'll, take, I'll take my chances with with some of our with some of our other. Listen, listen. Yeah. I like, like who? Like who? A team much. led by R.J. is nuts. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just ah, I'm good. R.J. or. or like he said, Iodasunmu, Patrick uh, Williams, Pat Kobe Will, White. I actually Kobe have a high They send us Evan Fournier. We lead the charge. We're the number one pick. <laughs> fuck is you talking about? <laughs> like, All right. Are you dumb? They give us Evan Fournier, number one pick in the league. So you serious? I have like, a hot take on RJ Give him the ball Barrett. every play. <laughs> I think Here we go. Here we go. RJ Barrett. It's always an RJ hot take. Soon to be. I think if the right opportunity comes around, like the Knicks wanting to be better and the Zach Levine thing being an option. RJ will be the one to go. The way I feel, like maybe this is very premature, but the way I feel RJ Barrett's career is going to trend towards is a player that puts up like really cool stats on teams that lose and is like always the center of like trades where he's just constantly getting traded and he's Bob putting up, he's putting up these empty he's stats on like teams that are just you know whatever. whatever. That's just my hot take yeah, on RJ. Well, we know you're not the highest on RJ. Barrett, well, listen, so take it with a grain of salt. This is a this is a well. You just got to watch him play to understand where I'm coming I, he's, from. Yeah, no, he's not. Well, not 2023, not. the Mavericks don't own the first round pick because it's top ten protected and currently they're outside they the top ten. It, it goes it goes to the Knicks, but they have their first round pick in 2024, 2025, 2026, and 2027. Okay, they have all the they have. That's what I'm saying. They can't trade 2024 though. I don't think. But they could do a swap. Probably. They could swap, give your pick, swap, give your pick. And I'm straight. Well, listen, honestly, bro, I I don't think that the Mavericks... We're trading it. They won't be... The Mavericks would be foolish to make a short-sided move for Levine. I know. They would. But I mean... What do you mean short-sided? I'm sure DeJounte is the same thing. Because he has an injury history. So that's really it? That's the only thing holding you back? When he's healthy, he's clearly... I'm saying when the Spurs trade DeJounte and got those picks back, they're probably thinking they're not going to... Is that what you're going to hold on to? He has to perform in the playoffs. Come on. You're better than that. But you guys probably want to get off Levine. In this world, no, I'm saying if you want to blow it up, you just get off and lose. Joel, you are better than that. What do you say? What happened? That This is what he's going to hold on to to nitpick Levine right now. His wait, injury why, history. Wait, why Dallas is this what you're going to do right now? Why would they? They have to no, capitalize injury, on anything yeah, to get sure. help, Luca. You got no, that's, that's, that's the really knock against them? Levine that he's going to hold on to, which is I'm allowing you to take this back. You're going all in on Zach Levine here, the Mavericks. What's going all in? Luka. Well, you know what I if mean. Lu- if they don't go all in now, Luca is going down the road. Okay. Well, this, the Mavs have one chance to get a second guy they, next to him. You probably won't get nobody better than Zach. Let's just be honest. It's going to be hard. Huh? Pascal Siakam. In a trade. Are they going to move him? Toronto? Are they going to move Siakam? Would you rather Siakam or would you rather Raptors Levine? and the Bulls right now are both looking at rebuilds. But I think yeah, the Bulls are more Pascal likely to move him than the Raptors. If I'm Dallas, if I'm making an all-in move, I'd rather go all-in for Siakam. No, I, no, I agree, but I don't think the Raptors are going to make that move. I don't think it's going to happen. No. But, but like Dell said, the Mavericks have one chance to get this second star right next to Luka. 
trying to get Zach Levine ain't gonna be the answer. They need to do it at some point He's to make a perfect movie. star. No, Levine, I agree. Yeah. I don't. Think I feel like Pascal wouldn't be because I feel like Pascal's no, a little Pascal bit more. Lives. No, absolutely no. Uh, no, As in terms of Levine or Pascal, I I think they're both perfect. I don't know because because obviously Luca likes to dominate the ball. Hilarious how you talk about uh, Zach's injury concern. That's what you need a defender next to Luca. It's true. Levine's not a good defender. I like both hits to be honest. I mean. He's running out there with Reggie Bullock, who's scoring two points a game. It's just that you're turning, a you're turning yeah, past Scott Smoley. It's not but like, he's like giving you fucking 25. Okay, I'll be we're not talking about the Mavericks just getting Zach, and he's no, but like, right. Like, he's on his roster. We're talking about them having to trade things bro, for I, I'll, I'll be 100% yeah. honest with you, bro. He's rolling out lineups with dudes who are scoring two points. That defense shit is great and all, but sometimes you just need a dude that can go get a bucket. For sure. Yeah, because right now, I never said, I never said if the Mavericks had the opportunity to get Zach Levine from nothing, and you get him. It's because oh, Lucas, Lucas You think, think they're just going to give him up that easy? I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, if it was a free agency type of move, yeah, go oh. after him. Go go pursue him. But no, when, you, when you have to make a trade and you have to give up a lot of assets, no, it's not worth it. give up a lot of assets for Pascal. It's not worth it. Because Pascal is a defender. He but has he, championship DNA. He, okay, he's, first, a off, hold, he's a great hold, offensive hold player. What do you mean? Yeah, first of all, yeah, yeah. Hold, that's hold, why. Pascal, he has championship wait, wait, wait. DNA. Yeah, yeah, Pascal is not a defender that's going to, like, he's not a defender that can, like, He's not an anchor. He's not an anchor. That's not what he is. Pascal they don't need him to be an anchor. No, they but, need him but, to be but good regardless of what you're doing with he Siakam. He can guard five yeah, positions. Yes, but regardless of what you're doing, you're still trading a bunch of your defenders for either Zach or Siakam. So your defense yes, is going to take a drop regardless. That's fine, it's just about what mid. which guy is going to propel your offense a lot more and is going to help Luka. Siakam. Maybe. All right. Shout out to our guys over at NBA University because this is the point I wanted to get off. So you have Joel Embiid, who has by far the most generated points per possession, 1.51. You would expect that Luka Doncic would have higher, but it's not. It's at .94 because the guys around Luka simply are not good. He creates opportunities for them, but they do not capitalize. I feel like when you bring in Pascal, now you're turning him primarily into a scorer. And this, uh, one more thing to add on okay. to that, because he brought up the injury. How many games do you think Siakam and Zach have Mixed up in the last three, four years since you you know ball. You You're know probably going to tell me that ball. Zach Levine is missed because he's, he's played time. through no, injury. I believe you he know ball, so I'm, I'm going to ask you what, if you if you had to guess, Zach uh, misses sixty games. How many th- you, think you shouldn't Pascal have done this? I told you to take it back. I told you take what back, Zach Levine. That, that's what you're going to hold on to. So I'm gonna, You're I'm holding on to a career twenty point game average in a playoffs guy. He's been he in the playoffs one five time. Games in the playoffs. One time. He's not Are Donovan Mitchell. Well, he's Donovan not Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. He's not available. Mitchell, he's not available. You, like, you have Zach Levine over Mitchell. I like Levine. Take that back. Take that back. Take that back. I'm going to read, read the injury. That's an L, Drew. Mm. So, so the last four years, Levine has played this year, 38, 67, <laughs> 58, 60. Kind of gross. Yeah. And then Siakam, the last four years, has played 32. 68, 56, 60. Yeah, I mean, so if the injury concern is for Zach, it's, it should be the same for Siakam. It should be the same for Siakam. So that injury, throw that out the window, What please. injuries has Siakam had? Well, he doesn't play as much as Zach. No, no, let me ask you, what what injuries has he had? Uh, shoulders in, Shoulder injuries, ankle injuries. That's the ones I know. With Zach Levine, I'm worried about a knee. Even though they play the same amount of games. But but I'm worried about a knee. Why are you stuttering? I think that I, I didn't stutter Stop once. It. Stop it. I didn't stutter yeah, once. You just stuttered. No, I, I did being not. Mean. No, you're you're being no mean. I did not. You're being I mean. didn't I'm stutter confu- once. Well, I'm confused here. What saying, are you saying to me? A knee is a more serious injury than a shoulder and Levine, or, explosiveness or an ankle. And, you know, athleticism. I get that. A knee injury. I mean, he's had it. He's had surgery on the same knee twice. So That's, wait, a, that's a worry. Wait, so, is so, that not a worry? So you would think in terms of the numbers... 
it would Zach's but numbers. I, I know what he's saying. No, I get what that's I what I'm saying. saying. So in terms of the numbers, Zach's numbers would probably be lower than okay. Siakam's, right? Based off yeah. these years, right? You would think that based off the injuries, right? You, you would assume. Levine's going to put up more well, points. I mean, Siakam last four years: 26, 23, 21, 23. So is Zach a better player than, than uh, Siakam? That's not what I'm saying. Okay, you're so saying you're doing all this. You're not saying I'm just saying Siakam's better. Zach off the knees: 24, 24, 27, 26. So it's like I guess. The bad knee and all. Defense. Yes, but if you if you trade you all know, if if you're the Mavericks and you trade all D-Mac. your Championship if you're the Mavericks D-Mac. and you trade all of your assets, you're now banking on Zach Levine to stay healthy and continue his production. You're also banking on Siakam to stay healthy. I have less worries about Siakam, bro. I don't. <laughs> ah, you could you give me those games all you want. I, I have you're, less worries about Siakam. What's your evidence? Mine's is games. What's yours? Mine's is his injuries aren't as serious. I mean, miss games are still miss games. And, but it does feel like Zach is more serious and Siakman's more like tweaks and little things that just keep well, the him shoulder, out a week or The here shoulder there. injury was legit. I mean, that lingered for a little while. He missed the beginning of last season. For, for sure. It. But, but if you want a been shoulder injury or a knee injury, you're going to take the guy's JD, uh, fact check me real quick. Um, when Zach got, Zach got hurt in the middle of the season, no, in the beginning of the season last year, right? And he still mm-hmm. played through it. And then he got the surgery in the summer. Yeah, he play, he he was hurt uh, throughout that whole Buck series. That's why he's playing bad. Okay, so he's playing through the injuries. Yeah, he's playing years. through the injury towards the end of the year. That's why he got surgery. He got surgery like what September week after the series is over. Oh, yeah. we got the series. Yeah. Okay, okay, and then he recovered what in September, like yeah. during the preseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And he was still even when he came back, he was still at the start of the season. He wasn't playing back to backs. Like he was in and out the lineup still. So yeah, he was it was lingering. It's but like yeah. he's played better. This season than he did last season. Yeah, he's, play, he's playing like his. He's playing his best to me. Actually, he's playing his best basketball of his career. Like in this, in these last uh, like fifteen games, he's playing the best, best stretch of his career so far. So yeah, I, I I don't feel like they should move on him. Give it, give it enough time. Let let everybody come back. Let the team get a little help. Still, still like, still they still have to make some just, moves. I'm, they have to yeah. move off Vucevic. That's the they key. do. They have oh, to move. Either move he's on an expiring. Or, or let him walk. I he said just, he wants yeah, to oh, yeah, let him walk. Let him walk. We, we need a wrestling six man. The head of on that was tough. Yeah. Uh, just please, just please. From here on out, respect the man. When do I disrespect him? <laughs> I just call it how it is. Next topic. Jesus. Next topic. Next. You still give up. Guy. You still give up a lot for both guys, you know. But I get it. I get it. You know. You told me he was the ninth best shooting guard in the league. You I did never forget nine. I think that's crazy. Would you rather have Clay Thompson? That's not the question. Who's better? Who's better, Clay Thompson or Zach? Why you ask me? You answer. You had a think Clay is better. Anthony Edwards or Zach Levine? Huh? Anthony Edwards or Zach Levine? Anthony Edwards. You're losing me. I'm not losing. You're losing me. Edwards gives me defense. He gives me better playmaking. Ah, barely, but yeah, Anthony Edwards has uh, been yeah, dogging barely, literally barely. I don't know about that. And his ceiling is higher. Points, that doesn't mean he's better right now. Right, 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 right now, he's younger, playing just as good. Scoring as efficiency, it's not even a competition. Jalen Brown is Zach Levine. I damn, that's not a hard question. Damn, give me give me Jalen Brown right now. Yeah. Jalen Brown too. Yeah. I don't even yeah. like Jalen Brown. Yeah, you're disrespectful. Yeah, I don't either. But give me Jalen Brown. So right you now. like the limited star over Zach Levine? He's the best rebounder. So what does that make? It's close. I don't have Zach at nine though. But you you have Jalen Brown as limited star. Best rebounder guard in the league. Jalen Brown's like a top five two guard to me. I'll be. Uh, wait, 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 You can name. You can confidently name nine shooting guards better than Zach Levine. No, he can name. Up. He apparently he, confidently he, yes. eight. Yeah, it can it be. Eight. I'm not really like these numbers. Who, are, who the hell are the eight? I want to know. I just want to. Can know. I go off the top of my head? I'm pretty sure I can remember it. Um, yeah. So he had Donovan Mitchell. Uh, he uh-huh. had Devin Booker. He had uh-huh. Jalen Brunson. He had James Harden. Wait, Jalen Brunson? Brunson? Jaylen I'm sorry. I meant Jalen Brown. I made a, hey, honest mistake. Goodness gracious. <laughs> he didn't have Harden. I think he had Harden. No, he, no, he had Harden at four. 
Okay. He had Harden at four. Yeah, he forcing Harden. If you have Harden, then that's close. He had Clay Thompson. Harden is not forced. He's better than he's Zach Levine. What are we talking about? He's a point guard. We're talking he's about a point guard. guard. Okay. And I told him if you flopped that's Harden forced. and Kyrie, I would be all right with it. If that's what you wanted to do, I was fine with it. All right, but whatever. he was insistent. So five was Clay Thompson. Number six was Anthony Edwards. Uh, number seven. Put Bradley Bill. Number seven in front of Zach no, Bradley Beal was eight. I'm blanking on oh, who seven was. My God. And then, <laughs> and then nine nine was Zach Levine. So these are irresponsible takes, man. That's irresponsible. <laughs> um, so I don't watch much Minnesota games, but uh, Anthony Edwards' crafted DPM is fifty-one percentile in the league. Not great. Goodness, that's actually not a good. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't been as great. As but I don't watch. You know, defense is very hard to. This is what happens when you get a laptop. Yeah. Yes, you become activated. I looking shit up. You know, uh, I don't watch. He watches more. He watches more Minnesota games. So I give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he probably sees also a little biased. Bit, he sees a little bit more than me. I don't watch much Minnesota games, but and, and, uh, efficiency well. isn't isn't a. Paul George really going to favor a lot of guards. He had yeah. Paul George Paul at George. five. He had Clay Thompson at six. He had Anthony Edwards at seven, eight, ooh. Bradley Beal, nine. Oh, no. Clay Thompson, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, Thompson. he got better defense. He has championship DNA. <laughs> Yo, he's one of the best Thompson, DNA, bro. Come on. Hold on, hold on. What, what do you mean Thompson, that matters? Are you watching the play defense right now? Bro, who's a better player? Jay, the big Bulls, time game. I'll take a Clay Thompson and Zach Lutain. Who's Clay a better Thompson? player? Jamon Green or Jaron Jackson Jr., in your opinion? What the Jaron fuck? I'm asking I'm asking you a question. Oh, my goodness. Jaron Jackson Jr. But Draymond Green has championship DNA. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a better defender than Draymond. Uh, this year he is. This year, yes. This year, yes. He's a better he's rim blocks. protector. Now nah, he's been crazy. He's been, the field goal percentage a, that he's allowed has been I don't insane. Know if he's a actually, fully better defender. But you know, it's been a, like blocks. less than like forty percent that he's allowed. He's been amazing. Why the fuck does he keep going from play to this play? entire time? I've been looking for my top ten list. I haven't. I have. I told so, you. I just said it off the top of the dome ski. PG is also a three. Donovan yeah. Mitchell, okay. Devin Booker, Jalen Brown. Number four was James Harden. Number five was Paul George. Number six was Klay Thompson. Number seven was Anthony Edwards. Number eight was Bradley Beal. And number nine was Zach Levine. Number 10 was when CJ was this, McCollum. When was this list you made? Right. When was this list made? Yeah, I know it wasn't made 2021. No, it was last no, week. Yeah, it was last week. It was last show. It was after It was after Mitch was 71 points. Yeah, it, it was. was literally last oh, so show. Clay, Clay Thompson was, was coming show. off a 50 point game. Even though we called him trash on Listen, listen. You you did name my list right, but I just want to reiterate it. Got it. Because JD asked me the question: Who are the eight shooting guards better than Zach Levine? Devin Booker, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Kyrie Irving instead of James Harden. I'll put Kyrie at it at the two. Paul George, Klay Thompson, Anthony Edwards, and Bradley Beal when healthy. I think is just as good as Zach Levine. If you want to put Zach Levine over him, okay, that's fine. But Zach Levine is no higher than eight to me. We were talking you had him about, at like five last we, season. We were talking about Levine this offseason as a top yeah, three shooting guard. Well, I had him at, I'm at a five. Okay, Mr. now Mr. let's flip aside. Hey, they keep on saying <laughs> that in my Mr. Mr. Now, <laughs> now I had him. I had him top five. Why? Clay Thompson last year was coming from a re- recovering from an injury. Correct. He was. He's better this year than last year. Clay Thompson. He just started. Still not better, better than Zach Levine. He is just right started. Now. He's not Clay Thompson's better. I guarantee you. Ask the Warriors, you want to trade Clay Thompson for Zach Levine? They say no. I don't. No, you, you ask the Warriors, you want to trade Paul George for Clay? They'd say no. It's they're not trading class. Anthony Edwards um, took a leap this year. It took him some time, but okay. But he's yeah. still not the scorer that Levine is. Not even close. Um, but he took a leap this year. Paul George, I think this he's year's a three, been better. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, really, it's just uh, Clay Thompson, Anthony Edwards. I think this year they're better. And then that drop, and Jalen Brown also was like a fringe one. Now he's clearly better. That's yeah, interesting though, because Clay started off like dog shit. So you, you use and like James Harden last year, who I have at four. The clearly is strong because obviously from three point range, it's not even a competition. I'm taking Levine. They both can score at a great clip, but 
Levine gives you slightly better playmaking, slightly, and that's not even saying much, obviously, because both they're not the best of playmakers. But I feel like scoring, efficiency-wise, I might, I'm probably, and as much as I love Jalen Brown, there's no bigger Jalen Brown fan than me. I think uh, I'm going Levine. Jalen Brown's a better scorer than Levine. He's a better finisher. He's a better mid-range shooter. He can shoot the three ball. Yeah. He's shooting Jack like Levine 33% this season. Jack Levine, for as athletic, as athletic as he is, refuses to use it to go to the basket consistently. Yeah, Jalen Brown's super aggressive. Mm-hmm. He is. He and is. He's, he's one of the best rebounding guards. I think he's number one and in I terms of rebounding guards. And I am not a Jalen Brown fan. Oh, he know. is a better we scorer. Than it's close, though. It's he's also close. shooting like 56% no. from mid this year. Yeah, he's, he's definitely. That's his thing. Scoring is Absolutely. Jalen Brown's I mean, bread and butter. You're telling me he's limited. He's got to be elite at something. Oh, he's elite at scoring. He's a great rebounder, too. Yeah, that's cool. Is he a great playmaker? No, he's a great okay defender. defender. He's okay. No, he's but a we great know defender. He can, we know he enough can with this narrative yeah, that he's okay. not a great it's defender. I'm okay. done with it. We know okay. he can be a really good he's defender. Okay no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm mad because you're semantics. taking this like 40 game sample size of Jalen Brown. You're saying he's a bad defender. He's been a good defender. He's just been more of a scorer this year. I wonder why. He's taken down. We know in the playoffs he's going to lock up. Uh, That's signed and sealed. Who did he lock up last year in the playoffs? I'm saying he'll take a step up. That's not what I asked you. He was a better defender in the playoffs last year than this year. So I'm asking who did he lock up? Uh, you go. No, well, the you. thing is, he wasn't always on the best player because he always had you had smart, you had Tatum a lot taking on the Tatum those, is those the guy on the best player. That's interesting. It's interesting. mostly been smart, smart and Tatum. Smart does not take the best guy <coughs> for a guard. Yes, if he's, if he's guarding a guard. Or you, have you watched Celtics games? You don't think Marcus Smart guards the best defender when it's a guard? Sometimes. So he didn't win defense. I've seen Tatum sometimes it. check uh, the point guard. Check the best guard sometimes. Not often. Nah, not, not often really. at all. Tatum's guarding the wings. Yeah, that's not good for Jalen Brown. I'll be honest. With you. He's supposed to be your best what? defender. He's not. He's he's Who quite said, literally our third best perimeter defender. Who says he might that be Jaylen? our fourth best on the team? Him or Grant on the perimeter. Perimeter? Yeah, Jalen Brown and Grant. Well, Grant's for a bigger guy. I'd rather have Grant on him. But if someone who's quicker, I'd rather have Jalen. Okay. Well, one thing, sorry, he's a better defender than Zach Levine. Hundred percent. You called Grant fat and shitty. Grant's been spectacular this year. That changes my narrative. It should because he's not fat and shitty. He's, he's a good basketball he's player. Strong. I never said he was a bad. You called him fat player. and shitty. Yeah, fat, fat and shitty is crazy. It was thank trolling. you, bro. Thank you. That's, you been, that's been your that's trolling. Trolling. I was trolling. It was a trolling moment. He, he how many trolling. times has he said it? He said it a few, but, but he was trolling. trolling. He, said, he said it like seven moment. too many he likes, times. He likes to be rude, and where that might be his downfall. Yeah, okay. I, I understand. You know what? I'm gonna use this um this 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 website a lot. Crafted NBA. Yeah. Jalen Brown. Should never give this guy a fucking laptop. Mr. Jalen Brown, defense. Uh, you guys are you guys now, sick. last year the a big time trade happened. The Kings and Pacers had a big time trade where it was a Sabonis for Halliburton swap. And at the time, everybody thought it was a bad move by the Kings that, you know, this uh trading Halley was a very bad move. And we're gonna revisit that trade and, and give our winners for it. I think looking at it right now, the Sacramento Kings won. And we do a lot of shows monthly, about eight, eight, eight or more shows monthly. So from this moment to last year, we've done like what, maybe 50 plus, way more than that. So obviously I forget a lot. I went back to see what I had said in, the, in that video. And a lot of what I said in that video is what I'm going to say today. You know, I think this was a good move for the Kings because. Oh, yeah, it, you said that in the video? I did. I did. Did you listen to what I said? I didn't see what you said. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just paying attention to my take. Um, (laughs) So narcissistic, man. I thought this was a good move because it gave the Kings a sense of direction. They now are building the roster around a player. Perfectly said. 
Yeah. Somebody found it for me. What was that? <laughs> I needed somebody to find this. I love the Discord buddies. You want me to read it? Yeah, you yeah. can read it if you want. As much as I hate to say it, the Hawks are legit. The trade DeJounte duo worked to perfection. <laughs> A month into the season, is that is that uh my other account that's trying to impersonate me? No, that's undoubtedly. <laughs> <a wrong word. laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I don't love the Discord that. guys. They always I don't remember that. For me. Joel Vivi. I yeah, don't remember. No, that's that you. It got the flick. The, the fire flick. My favorite flick. Yeah. You know, I I was definitely intoxicated after my trip to Atlanta. It, it swayed my opinion somewhat. <laughs> this was November fourteenth. It was two weeks into the season. Yeah, gross. Yeah, I, I watched them play live. I was like, listen, man, this team, this team was good. But you know, you guys made a lot of good points. They haven't been healthy, but. You know, still, three first-round picks was still a lot to trade for them. I went back to the Kings video to see what I said. And, yeah, this this trade gave them a sense of direction. They were stuck between Fox and Hadley. They correct. chose Fox. I thought it was the correct decision. Uh, and De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, that duo has been, you can say, a top-five duo this year. And, and Sabonis is averaging 19-12-7, shooting 50%, only... Three other players have done that. Kevin Garnett, Nikola Jokic, and Will Chamberlain. Sabonis is the fourth player to ever do that in NBA history. And I, I, I catch a lot of slack for this when I say Sabonis is better than certain players that may have better numbers. Like, you look at Sabonis' 19 a game, and you look at Siakam's 26, 27 a game, you think Siakam's better. But right now, the Raptors, if I'm not mistaken, have a bottom 20 offense, and the Kings have... A top five offense in the NBA. That's not fair. Most of it, you know, people love to look at individual statistics, but it's also about how better you make your team offensively. And Sabonis is one of those players that he can get his own, but he makes everybody around him better with his passing, dribble handoffs, his decisiveness on offense. And now they have an identity and style. Mike Brown has came and instilled that in them. And this team, it, they're just going to keep building from this. You know, of course, there's a question mark about what's the ceiling of this team. I think th first year together, let's see what moves they make in the offseason. But for Indiana, my gripe with them is that they can definitely win this trade long term because of Tyrese's age. They have their franchise point guard for 10 plus years. And they're probably going to add a top pick with the Halley Burton and, and Matherin duo and now have a third guy and we're going to talk about it later, but I don't think Indiana's going to be a team that sells. You know, I think that they like Miles Turner. They like Buddy Heald. And if they can add a prospect to that group, you know, this group could be a pretty damn good team. They've been pretty damn good this year. I know Tyrese just got injured. But, you know, Kings, I think, are winning this trade for sure right now. But the Pacers are not far behind in the, in the now. And in the future, they could win this trade long term just given Tyrese's age. For sure. And I've always been on the Halliburton side always just like choosing the younger guard over Sabonis. But the way the Kings have been playing this year, I mean, the fact they're the five seed, I, I had them nowhere near the five seed. Joel, credit to you. I know you were really high on the Kings. I'll give you your props here early, Drew. Um, but the Kings have been playing great basketball. And part of the reason might be just my bias towards the Kings organizationally, who just always seem to hire the wrong coach, draft the wrong guy, pay the wrong guy, trade for the wrong guy. But, I mean, in this last year, year plus – They've only done the right things. Hiring Mike Brown looks like a slam dunk hire. I mean, he obviously isn't going to get coach of the year consideration, but 
there's not many coaches that you could look at this season who have done more with their assortment of players than when Mike Brown has. Trading for Kevin Herter was a great move. Signing Malik Monk to a two-year contract, less than $10 million per year. Malik Monk has been a, a key part to this Kings team. And then drafting Keegan Murray, who's been the best rookie three-point shooter in the in the league this season. He's shooting over 40% from three on three, four, maybe five attempts per game. I, I do agree with your take in terms of long-term I could see the Pacers coming out on top just because Halliburton's age, his potential really is untapped. And Sabonis is a great player, an all-star level player. You know, you read off his stats. He's great. But I do think Halliburton, his upside is obviously higher. I think that he is someone you could definitely build a team around Sabonis. But I do like what the Pacers are building in Indiana, too. They have a bunch of shooters. They have a bunch of young guys mixed in with some vets with Buddy and Turner. It's going to be interesting to see which direction they go because they're obviously not good enough to compete right now. So it doesn't make the most sense in the world to go out and trade young players to get vets in to try to make a run. But you also really don't want to break down this Pacers team because they are winning to to an extent. I know Halliburton is going to be out a couple weeks, so they'll probably, you know, drop a, a few spots in the standings, but you don't want to trade away these players and kind of have this momentum you're building, this organizational momentum, especially for the Pacers who have not been a good team over these last years, who have really not been a legitimate team since the Paul George or a Hibbert Danny Granger days. So the fact that they've been able to build momentum with this Halliburton deal, I think they should continue going on with it. But I think this is a very rare situation where both teams win, where the yep. Kings are happy, the Kings are winning, Sabonis is playing great, and overall they've made great moves. And then you look at the Pacers, who they're they're sitting pretty right now. They got Halliburton, the young stud, the young point guard, who for a majority of this NBA season was leading the league in assists. I think Harden has overtaken it within the last few weeks, but he's obviously a very special player. So it rarely happens, but this looks like a win-win deal. And the end of the, you know, whenever 10 years, five years now, it's really going to depend on what is Halliburton turned into? What is he, especially on the score and, and, and defense, because we know he's a great playmaker. Can he become a 25 point per game score or something like that? Then you'll see everyone saying, oh, it was a wash. But looking at it now, I mean, it's really a good deal for both teams. And shout out to both organizations who have got shit on for years, specifically the Kings for making all the wrong decisions. They're they're definitely on the right path right now. Light the beam, baby. Ironically, yeah. I feel like we're going to have this topic every year. Every year. Because there are two teams that there's – well, let me not say two teams because one's clearly in more of a rebuild than the other, and the Kings clearly – have taken that leap offensively, defensively, they still struggle. But offensively, it seems that they figured it out. But you look at the Pacers, that it seems as if Buddy Heald is going to be one of those guys that I expect to be traded at the deadline. And he's been an amazing three-point shooter. He's been super efficient, one of the most efficient three-point shooters this season. And that could potentially turn into more picks. So they can continue to seek benefit off this Sabonis trade. So, again, why I believe we'll have this conversation for years to years to come. But these two... For one to come out on top of the other, one's going to have to do something in the playoffs. This trade could get not spoken about either, truthfully. But given the fact that Sabonis has been one of the most efficient guys in the league, shooting over 60%, over 40% from three, even though it's limited attempts, of course, impressive nevertheless. And we're talking about the poor man Jokic in the sense of the dude's passing is probably second best in the league to being a big man. You could debate that he's... It, Siakam and him is, is, is definitely... Uh, a conversation I would probably lean uh, I would probably as a passer lean, as a passer I would lean Sabonis uh, because he makes better passer uh, I think Siakam is a better playmaker than you guys give him credit for of course I think I most of his I think most no, of his playmaking of is off of like 
driving and kicking out and Sabonis is Correct. making more difficult no, passes. That's, that's exactly why I lean Sabonis, absolutely. Um, and especially for what he's allowed, what he has done in terms of creating for others on this team. We've seen Fox take a leap in his game uh, uh, as well. Fox is also a solid playmaker in his own right, but the offense really is centered around, to a degree, the Monta Sabonis, and he has done a great job in helping the others around him. In terms for the Pacers, I feel like this won't be set in stone, as I've already mentioned, because I think that pieces will be moved. You believe that they won't be? I I have difficulty sitting with that for the fact that Miles Turner and them have failed to to come to, to contract agreement. Um, I think that Miles Turner's name has been in trade rumors. We spoke about John Collins being in trade rumors for years. It seems like Miles Turner's the exact same way. I expect Miles Turner to be moved, especially for the fact that the contract's been iffy. And Buddy Heald's another one that I expect to be packaged in that deal as well. Or if not packaged, he's going to be traded uh, alone and then see benefit. Halliburton's going to be out for a couple weeks. That definitely stings. Uh, but Halliburton's been playing fantastic. I think he was on pace earlier this season. I know, let me say this, I know he was on pace to be one of the first players to average 20-10 and shoot over 40% from three. I mean, Halliburton is a special talent, has a chance to be an all-star this year. But with the fact that the Kings are actually seeing benefit now, a top-five seed in the Western Conference, right now you give the edge to the Kings, but this is, a, this is going to be a question that we ask year in, year out, and that's because the Pacers have ways to go. Everything y'all have said so far. Um, y'all really have come. Like, I think they're the first. They're, they have the best offense in the league right now. Uh, they're third in pace. Uh, defense, you know, isn't that good. But they're they're first in points per game too. So a lot of you know a lot of what they're doing right now. I feel like in the short term, the Kings did win the trade because everything I just listed off of how good they're playing right now. They're fifth in the West too. So yeah, I feel like short term they did win the trade. Um, Kevin Hurt is playing really well, as you guys said. Keegan, Keegan Murray is best three point shooting rookie in the league right now. It's a lot of a lot of great ancillary pieces all around. I, I would say the only reason I feel like the Pacers won the deal long term is because they did get their franchise player of the future. They did get, um, you know, like I said, one of the. I feel like he's he's teetering in between that top twenty five, top twenty ish in the league player in general. And he's playing that well. He's playing at a high level right now. And yeah, long term, you know, like you like uh, Drew just said, they have the players on the teams that could really be good for other contending level teams or playoff level teams uh, in the league, and they can get traded for other picks and other pieces. So yeah, right now the Pacers, uh, I think, what are they in the East right now? They, I know they're top eight in the East. Yeah. Yeah, they're top eight in the East. So, like, you know, obviously they're playing really well right now. I don't expect that to keep up, I, especially you, uh, Halliburton is hurt right now. So uh, I expect them to drop some games while he's out. So I don't expect that to keep up. I, I do think they're going to be sellers at the deadline. So short term, like I said, the Kings won it. But long term with Halliburton and some of the picks they might get off of trading some of these players, I just feel like they have – you know, like I said, they're player of the future and they have the picks and they have Matherin and they have, you know, other ancillary pieces where they can be really good down the road. So I feel like in as far as the Kings, I feel like they do have a ceiling. Their ceiling is probably the first round at, at best, you know, depending on I feel like they have to make a splash eventually because they have all the ancillary pieces around them uh, to know, like I said, Fox and Sabonis and Kevin Herter and Murray. But I think they're still a piece away from obviously they're still a piece away from truly being like a real, you know, threat in the out in the West. So 
they still have some work to do. I don't know how they get there, but, you know, so long-term right now, I'm going to say the side with the Pacers and say that they can, you know, be the better team. But, you know, like I said, like y'all, like we've all been saying, like y'all have already covered, it's a win. It's one of those rare situations where we do see a win-win team for I me, mean, a win-win trade for both teams. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we talked about it a lot. You know, this trade was definitely one of those trades that, you know, broke Twitter for a little bit, you know, especially Holly Burton, who was excited. He wanted to stay in Sacramento. He was eating. Yeah, oh. and then unfortunately, he wanted to be there, and unfortunately, he got traded. He's mentioned he wants to be in Indiana. I think Miles Turner, they gave him an extension. He declined it. Um, so we'll see what's what, what's more what's up with that. He wants his brother. But I think the Pacers have a higher ceiling for this team. I do think that because I think, like, Sabonis – is on a big contract. Fox is on a big contract. No, he's not. Sabonis is Sabonis there. is on a friendly. A friendly? Low key. He's 20 getting, mil? He paid 18 mil. Okay. Well, in, ter- in terms of the big players, like Tyrese Halliburton's on a rookie deal. Matherin's on a rookie deal. You know, Fox and Sabonis, they got a little bit of any money. And I think Sabonis' contract is up after next season. 2024, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to have to pay them. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to pay them eventually. Herd is on a friendly. I know that for a fact. Um, okay, but right. I just think with Indiana – you know, there's a lot of youth in there. Nemhard's been playing well. You know, you got Matherin. Buddy Hill's contract is almost up. Miles Turner's up this year. You got a lot of youth there. And I think with them, it's a lot of problems because they're much younger players. With much younger players who've shown their potential now, they breed a little bit better. But with the Kings right now, you just see for them right now, it's been it's it's been it's been a win win for both teams. I mean, Indiana, whether they competed or not competed, it was gonna be a win for them because they got their point guard of the future. Mm-hmm. They got Matherin. But with Sacramento, I mean, this is a win for them because they get back to the playoffs. Oh, they yeah. haven't been there in so long. This team is exciting. This team is fun to watch. You have the Allures there, Mike Brown. They got their coach. You know, it's just all about what moves can they make to capitalize off this team. You know, how far can a Fox Sabonis team take you into the playoffs? The first thing is getting there. I think the Kings will get there. Now it's how far in a West where you got the Joker, you got Steph still around, you got Jaw Zion's coming. How far can this team take you? What can you stop it, please? Yeah, ugh, Jesus Christ. What can you build around Fox as a bonus? What type of moves can you make to get these guys better? But the first step, I think they did it. I think this is a win-win for both teams. Long-term, I think these, these teams would inevitably win because the Kings' objective was just to get back to winning basketball. You can't always think championship picture when your team hasn't been even in the winning spotlight for decades. You know what I'm saying? So. Right now, the Kings' objective was to get in winning culture and for the Pacers just to get a point guard of the future, just to get a star player. So for that, long term, I think both teams win. I think inevitably, though, the Pacers will probably have a longer, uh, a higher ceiling because of Halle Byrne. I think he'll inevitably be, be better than a, a better player than Fox down the road because he's only 21, 22 years old doing this. But when win for both teams. The Pacers had a star player. Huh? The Pacers had a star player. Who? George Monte Sabonis. Oh. Yeah, but that team, like they, oh, they, they all had to go. You know what I'm saying? That team was just, it was outdated. Fair enough. Fucked up with well, that. Well, they, they were top they five seed to, at one point, weren't they? Yeah, but they were like, they weren't serious. The problem with the Pacers is that they try to He's a pair Sabonis and Miles, Miles Turner. Turner. That was a mistake. Yeah. And Sabonis yeah. is a center. Turner's a center. So both of them separating. You, we now see their games maximized. Miles Turner's having a career year. Demonte Sabonis is doing what he's doing in Indiana. It just, you know, two big men just don't work in today's NBA for the most part if you don't have versatile defenders at that position, at both positions. I believe if the Kings make the playoffs, which they probably will, I believe that means the Jets will have the longest playoff drought in American sports. I hate that for you. Oh, wow. It's painful. It is. Should have kept starting Zach. <laughs> yeah, that would have changed it. <laughs> now, this week in the NBA, now, I, I forgot to do this at the beginning of the show, and I, I truly apologize for this. 
because Santos sent us some beanies. Santos, here we go. Each beanie is going to represent a team that we root for. And I'm going to start with Dell. So, Dell's close your eyes. I'm going to get him, give him the beanie. I'm going to show it to the audience first what it is right here. And now put it in Dell's hand. So, thank you so much to Santos for sending us this beanie. Oh, my ass. So, now you can open your eyes. Oh, it's a the box Ravens. Of Ravens. Oh, this is beanie. tough. I got to hope Lamar stays now. It's going to be a shame when that hat is ten- for nothing next season. This is a tough-ass beanie, though. Lamar's going to the Jets, boys. This is tough. Santos, thank you, bro. That is actually cute as fuck. That is next like beanie is for Riv. Do and this Riv. is Riz beanie. Rivio. I'm going to show it to the camera. It's the teams we're rooting for right Fire. now That's in the tough. playoffs. That's tough. Put your hands out, Riv, and keep your eyes closed. Now you can open your eyes. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's hard. Look at the red. I got hella red, too. Yeah. I don't want that eagle shit. I'm a Bills Nation. Now, this one Josh right Allen. here, you know, Santos is a pick-a-side loyalist, so Shout he couldn't Santos. forget about John. Real. So ah, John has yo, a beanie as well. Yo. So I'm going to ask I'll pass it to him. John, no, no, John, no, right John get over here. Get over here, John. Get over here, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Tortorelli. <laughs> Yeah, they probably John. think they probably think John's like seven foot. <laughs> <laughs> so close your eyes, and I'm gonna put the beanie in your hand. I like that sweater too. Everybody. This is the beanie right here. If you guys can see it, Cleveland now Browns. Give your hands to non-playoff Browns. The Browns. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> that's tough. That's yeah. very That'd tough. Be Cleveland, he'd have been hurt. <laughs> this next one is for Drew. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. I How can't tell if his eyes, eyes are closed yeah. or not. that way. No, that way. Yeah, we no, can. Yeah, his tough. eyes is closed. Put your hands out, human. Put it on uh, Drew's hands. Hey, yo. Oh, it's open already. You can open your eyes now. Other side. <laughs> no, <laughs> other side. Yeah, no, that would have been, been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been, been hilarious if it was just the NFL logo. Can I tell you how in my head I was like, yo, Santos a real big side <laughs> fan. He's got to be an NFL hat. I know it. Let's see. The Giants, yo, yo. That's just hard. Yeah, that's just tough. Yo, and it's a salute to I, service yeah, one, too. I like, that's yeah, hard. facts. These are tough. Yo, let's go. And mine was the Cincinnati Bengals. Ah, um, Joe Shasta. <laughs> so shout out to Santos. He just sent us a $5 donation. Just wait. I'm going to send another package in a couple weeks, and I feel like it's going to be better than this one. This Shout out to Santos, God, man. Santos, He's appreciate you, bro. I got a big head, real. too. One of the best there is Realist in the Realist of the real. Now, this week in the NBA, my this week in the NBA is uh, the Nuggets are going to the finals. I got the Nuggets going to the finals. I got them making it out the West. Nikola Jokic, MVP last two seasons, no chance of winning because his team was injured. This is the first time his team is healthy. His team is ready to go. And the last four wins, the last four wins has impressed me from the Nuggets. They beat the Clippers, Cavs, Lakers, and Suns. And what's impressed me is that once they put their foot on the gas, they don't take it out. They're not cruise controlling. They're still putting their their pedal to the metal, and they're closing teams out aggressively, emphatically. Their defense right now is 23rd in defensive rating, but and I right that right now is the most troubling part. But uh, I think that they'll figure it out. They've been better. They've been playing better. They've been playing better yeah. on the defensive end recently too. Yeah, they've been playing better, and better. they know that 
in order to win a championship historically, it's top mm-hmm. ten offense, top ten defense. So they got to get back. To, they got to get to that top ten level to prove themselves defensively. But I got the Nuggets making it, making it out of the West, and I'm going to stand by that pick all year long okay. unless something hey, happens nice. injury wise. I you. stick by all the things For I sure. said. I'm glad you did it. Because uh, I wrote it down. The Nuggets uh, have the number one offense in the league right now. <laughs> Us uh, Nuggets and the yes, Celtics sir. are both tied for number one offense. My this week in the NBA, Damian Lillard dropped 50 points last night to the Cavs and lost. And lost. <laughs> uh, the the Trailblazers, who started off the year pretty hot, right? They were they were a playoff team, a playoff lock, as First we say, seed. a top six seed. Yeah, they were they were playing really good basketball. Unfortunately, have lost five games in a row now, and the difference with Dame on and off the court is staggering. Their offensive rating, this is just their five-game losing streak. This is from NBA In-Depth. Offensive stretch, or excuse me, offensive rating in that stretch with Dame on and off the court. On the court, 111.5, which is around 15, 16 the NBA. Off the court, it's 84.1, which is a number that I honestly didn't even know could exist in today's NBA. Um, Damian Lillard has dropped 50, then the last two games previously, 30-plus. They also lead the league in terms of leading by double digits at halftime and end up losing the game. I think they have nine or 10 L's this year just on that alone. So Portland has gone through this stretch of kind of retooling this team a couple of years ago, like this mellow, they, you know, they drafted, uh, or excuse me, Simons, you know, ended up breaking out. They traded for Jeremy Grant and they kind of retooled this team. But unfortunately right now they're in a losing streak and it doesn't look like they're going to be, you know, a real threat in the West. My this week in the NBA is going to be in support of Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic in his last 10 games, 42 points per game, 11.2 rebounds, 9.2 assists, 51% from the field. First NBA player ever to average these numbers in that span of time. We're witnessing history, boys. Luka Doncic is already an all-time great. He's phenomenal at basketball, should be in strong consideration for the MVP. In my, in my opinion, number two right now, just behind Jokic, because what he's been doing with that offense over there in Denver, you already spoke about it. Goodness me. He's been amazing, but that we can't take away from Luka. These numbers are out of 2K. It doesn't matter if you're playing well, on Hall of Fame, 12 minutes. I mean, this guy yeah, is I look at him like this is ridiculous. Yeah. And right now, I saw him and Jokic both have the same overall in 2K. I think they are both a 97. Are they the highest rated players in 2K right now? Probably. Giannis is also a 90. Giannis might be. Giannis, which so if Luka's an all-time great already, Mahomes is also an all-time great. Yes. Okay. I never denied that. I know. I Just the Hall of Fame debate you guys I, had. That was different. Is Luka a Hall of Famer? If you're an all-time great, how are you not a Hall of Famer? Basketball is completely different. 100% he's Hall of Fame. Retires yesterday, he's in. Uh, first ballot <laughs> was the conversation. He, it was right. just Hall of Famer. No, that's not the truth. You can try to switch it to first ballot, <laughs> but it was just Hall of Famer. This week in the NBA... Um, Right now, the Golden State Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs are playing in the Alamo Dome for the first time Who's since. Running? Be for real. For the first time <laughs> since the Western Conference Finals in 2002. And the tickets are ma- uh, amassed over 64,000 people, which is a record. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to the Spurs. Shout out to finally being back in the dome. I actually am watching the game right now. It's beautiful. Beautiful. It looks like a college game, though. You know how the Final Four is a little bit. JD, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. How the Final yeah. Four they set up it looks just like that. It's beautiful. But um, yeah. They're all there to watch Steph, and I think that just goes to show how great Steph is and how impactful Not he Vassell. is. No, no, 100% Steph. He's one of the most impactful players in NBA history. Maybe in sports history, the fact that you can get 64,000 people to go watch a young light skin shoot threes, I think that just goes to show how impactful he is in sports history. He's one of the greatest men on earth. He's one of the greatest men in history. I mean, he's history. talking facts. I mean, him, George Washington, I don't know who would choose. I'd probably choose George Steph. George Washington. But that's my this week. All I know is George Washington doesn't have the record for threes. He does not. <laughs> he does not. He's not <laughs> handsome either. No, he's not. Not not near he as a like Steph. That sucks to him. Dude didn't brush his teeth. No way. He has no ring. 
No. It doesn't. No. First president's kind of impressive. That's pretty cool. Mid. That's about it. Doesn't move. That's Russell. really all he has. Bill Russell. Doesn't really move me. He's the, the first president. Also. Steph is first in threes all time. Yeah. Steph has four rings. Four rings, exactly. And a finals MVP. I know. And don't forget it. Unanimous. The Magic Johnson Award. The first ever. First ever. That's Who on the resume. Better? Oh, clearing. Uh, you're ridiculous, man. We all did our uh, this week in the NBA. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, him. You, got, you got one? Wait, yeah. JD. I actually don't. I actually don't. I actually don't. I, I was sitting there this whole time trying to look at, like, who's somebody that's been impressing me? But, uh, yeah, no, I don't have one. I'm surprised you only had one today, Joel. That's, that's growth. You usually have, like, six. I have a would you rather today. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. Exciting. Ooh, this is, JD uh, here? Would you rather JD edition? Come on. This is... Would you rather DeJounte Murray edition? Oh, oh fuck. Oh, I, had to know. Yeah. I had to do it to him. <laughs> First name up. Jalen Brunson. Is Jalen Brunson. Right now, I'll take Jalen Brunson. I'm going Isn't with Jalen Brunson. This year, it's been Brunson. I'm going with Brunson. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, for sure. Drew Holiday. Still Drew. Still Drew. Drew oh, Holiday. Championship would- DNA, you know. Offensive output has definitely been down as opposed to last year's. And, you know, the defense, of course, he takes the hardest assignment. I'll probably go Drew, but it's really close. I'm going Drew Holiday. Paolo Boncaro. What the fuck? Interesting. Very Boncaro, <laughs> comfortably, I mean, but damn. It's a weird It's a weird. Oh, they had beef. They, they did have beef. That's facts. Um, <laughs> I'm going Paolo. I would rather Paolo, for sure. Yeah, facts. Would you, you rather? I'd rather Paolo. you pick DeJounte, you're actually yeah, nuts. I'd rather Paolo. Paolo. Paolo, for sure. D'Angelo Russell. DeJounte, 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 Murray. DeJounte Murray. DeJounte, DeJounte Murray. Yeah. You, thought, you thought we was moving off that? <laughs> I'm going with DeJounte, too. Oh, okay. Fred Van Vliet. Oh, DeJounte. DeJounte Fred yeah. sucks. I'm going, oh, I'm going Federico. I mean, I understand that. Fred's not he, better than D'Lo right now. No trolling. See, I'm, I, I'm glad you're a recency bias guy. I really, I'm we glad. are. We, that's rude it's not me. Really? Um, see, I'm going Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> Would you rather his recency? It's fun. I'm going with DeJounte Murray. Tyler Hero. I'm, Tyler going, Hero. I, I'm going with Tyler Hero. The all-around game is tough. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm personally going to say DeJounte Murray just because of what he gives you on the other end. Yeah. yeah, the defense really matters to me here. I'll go DeJounte. What he's doing for Miami, being their lead offensive guy. I, so, I, I, you mean Tyler you mean Hero. Go with Hero? You said I go with DeJounte. I'm so sorry. I'll go with Tyler. I apologize. What he's doing Tyler Hero has been special he's, over he's there in Miami amazing. this year. His three-level scoring is, is very firm, very firm. I'll go. I thought you said very sperm. That was nuts. I'm going to go DeJounte um, Murray for the defense. Do, I, I'm not going to ask you that question. Yeah, maybe slight lean to DeJounte, but that's close. It's really offense versus defense. I mean, yeah, I would well, give DeJounte, DeJounte still give you 20. Making it is too, so, yeah, that's I'm true. Gonna, yeah, that's DeJounte. true. Give me DeJounte. I like what Tyler can give me. What do you? What is that exactly? What do you mean by that? Pause. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Next name up, Kevin Herter. I'm going with DeJounte, DeJounte. Murray. Kevin Hurd has been balling this year. I'm going Why are we Herter. thinking about this? DeJounte Murray. As he's a number a, one he's guy, a, he's a ten, you're going to them are number it's, one It's guys. just what I'd rather. No, would you rather is one-on-one one guys. Rather, okay. But Kevin Hurd can fit more guy. teams. His shooting is special. He has the 10th best on 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 and off differential of any player in the you're NBA. Not ser- you're serious. I'm I'm going with Kevin Hurd. Kevin Hurd has been great, but I would, I would I rather go Hurd. I just thought the way we was doing the players, it looks like initiators of the offense. I didn't know we were doing Ever it's just heard. would you rather. It's not who's the better initiator of offense. Right? No, I'm saying the way he was doing the names. Like, he was doing Fred, oh. Tyler, initiators. So uh, I, thought, okay. I see the rotation. Okay. Well, the reason why DeJounte – well, the reason why Cameron Hurt is not in Atlanta is because DeJounte, it fits. It's true. They moved off him. 
I don't think that was a DeJounte thing, though. I thought yeah, they, they just didn't want to play him. Cap. Well, that's why, you know, it was yeah. one, or, one or the other. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean. It was either him or Bogdanovich. Last name. Should have moved Bogdanovich. Last name here, Jordan Poole. Oh, Poole. I'm going with Poole. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck we doing here? <laughs> no, you, I know you have a hard time with this. Mm. Swear that you swear down Jordan Poole is just the like next you swear Fred Van Vliet's good. Poole, I'd go Jordan Poole. Oh, so I'll go Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's better than Fred Van Vliet right now in 2020. I mean, it's over. What is, what is, Jordan, is Jordan Poole better than Tyler Hero? And we just well, we just said Tyler Hero over. Uh, I would say same level. So you're still so you're still taking Jordan Poole over to John Tate, like you took Hero over to John Tate yes. because of that same reason. Okay, that's fair. I'll... Yeah, I would take I would take all like that all those. Oh, this shit froze. Man, wow, yeah, he froze bro. again. I would probably take all those guys in the same tier, like Simons, Hero, yeah. Maxi too. Yeah, I would take mm-hmm. Maxi too. This is tough. Hmm. You're thinking about it. I am. I am. This one's really tough. I get it. You don't watch because when a lot. pools nah, respect when pools on, obviously he's amazing. Respect pool. I I do. I do. Oh my God. I tell the truth about Jordan Poole. Oh, now we're truth tellers. I, okay. Is is that incorrect? I don't know. I'm asking what's, you. What's have I spoken wrong about on, Jordan Poole? What's the truth on Jordan Poole? Which is what exactly? That he's, that he's streaky? That's wrong? No, I, I, what'd you say in the fucking chat? You, you said, said he's so, overrated. Yeah, you said he's overrated. Because people swear down he's the next coming of Steph Curry. I don't think. I, Steph Curry said it. Clay said it. What do you, if the dudes. Really? If the dudes he, really? No, Clay literally said. Really? But Clay you, literally. You can't take that as if the dudes said it, how are you mad at us? But it's not true. It's not Steph. Oh, Answer not. the question. Is what? he the next coming of Steph Curry? Hell no. No. We're not going to oh see another. Well, that's oh, Steph. Let's, it's not let's, Steph, let's but down, Jordan yeah. Poole is also an all-star level player. Uh, is he? Yes, he starter. is. I would say as a starter. When he starts, he averages 27 yes. a game. Yeah, it's, a it's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's actually very weird. Not the, not the best shooting splits, but for, I would give me DeJounte Murray over Poole. Yeah, you have to stay I, consistent, buddy. I'm going DeJounte, too. You have to stay consistent. You picked DeJounte over Tyler Hero. I did. Just I, I think, the same. Right. That's why I'm. That's why I'm keeping it. You feel me? So, yeah. so, yeah. Who are you taking? Me I said the Jante. Taking the or Fred VanVleet? I said. Fred. I said Fred. Because I'm not moved by recency bias. You think Fred gets better from this? I mean, he's injured right now. Clearly. Mm, okay. I'm just asking. You did Fred bounce backs from? Yes. Him? Okay. Is that wrong to think? No. You think um, next year Fred or Jordan Poole? You think it'd be better next year? Probably Jordan Poole. Oh, okay. Just as long as we're on the same page. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Cool, cool. So King donated $19.99. King. And he goes, I don't know when this sort of thing would come up, so I just got to ask. Who do y'all have higher all-time, Dirk or KG, and who would you rather start your team with? KG comfortably. Kevin Garnett. Ooh, Kevin Garnett. comfortably. The way he can initiate I'm, I'm an offense. Biased. Defensively, Celtic legend. the way he can anchor oh. a defense, the way he can backpack an offense, KG comfortably. Yeah, give me give me KG over Dirk just oh. off of KG the, went uh, to the WCF with Sam Cassell I'll, and Latrell Yeah, that's, the, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was Dirk to, was an MVP about, and lost in the first round to Baron Davis. Dirk has one of the but, most meaningful championships yes, nice. in the history of the game, though. He went on an insane run, and I think we're talking about legacies and careers. Dirk Nowitzki has a better legacy and career for the most part than KG. I but, feel but that also, way. But also, this is the thing with Dirk. In order to win the championship in, in 2011, he needed a defensive anchor, which was Tyson, Tyson Chandler. Chandler. And in today's NBA, I don't think you can play like that. I don't, think, I you, I don't think you can have seven-foot Dirk and seven-one Tyson Chandler. I think KG would adapt much more better to this modern NBA because he can be the defensive anchor and he can also be an offensive anchor for a team. 
I want to give Dirk all the credit in the world, but I do want to ask, was that 2011 chip more about LeBron not showing up in, in the biggest moments, or was it about how the Mavericks play? Obviously, they little play both. well. Spe- it, little both. It's a little no, no, both. No, no, no. It, it's, right. We're not going to disrespect Dirk's run. No. He swept the Lakers. I'm just asking a you question. Beat OKC. I, know, I know he beat the Lakers. You beat I know Memphis beat as well, I believe, I right in that run. No, it wasn't. It was, uh, uh, Lakers, yeah. Portland, or what was Portland, it? Portland, oh, Portland, Lakers, Portland, Lakers, OKC, and then you beat the Miami Heat. I like this. This is a good conversation. You right. said I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect him, but when we're yeah. talking about comparing him to KG and everything, KG, yeah, yeah, had to do yeah, yeah. that whole when he was in like in the early 2000s, the Western Conference was one of the toughest we've ever seen. We saw Kobe get through it, and we saw KG get to the Western Conference Finals with Sam Cassell and Wally Zerbiak. Like, just look at look at the players that he had on his team and how he was duking it out every single year. And we saw KG at the same time. Yeah, I don't know if I fully agree with Dirk has the better career. You know, yeah, um, I don't think he has a better career. He has has a better legacy for sure. Think so? He has a championship. KG has the DPOY. He has the he has the MVP. He has the finals. Uh, that's tough. KG Dirk was also to, on all defensive finals. teams, which Dirk wasn't. So it's so okay, KG. No, KG, for sure. KG, I, I like. I think it's close. I think it's. Like, I don't. It's know. definitely close. I don't know it's if it's Dirk like, right KG. away. I think it's definitely. Well, you said comfortably. No, I think KG is comfortably better than Dirk, but like legacy wise, I think it's like close. offensively. I personally think it's not a question. I'm going. It's a better shooter. No, for sure. I'm going offensively. I'm going Dirk. Defensively, again, I would comfortably go Garnett. KG's sure. offensive as opposed to Dirk. It's close. Like yeah, you would take dirt, there's a, a defense. The gap is yeah. just humongous. Is it close offensively? KG's a really good passer. He was his great. Post game was yeah. amazing. I mean, obviously, Dirk's post game's yeah, better. KG yeah. Dirk has shoot, a shooting over like KG, and that's about it. That's huge part just of it. KG was still a and then that era, that's like you don't like the shooting isn't the gap as it is now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Also, you got to understand, like he was one of the first. He was the pioneer for that position, also in terms of that style of play, which definitely carries over. Now, it's like Dirk a lot of people like to say, you know, Kevin, people see their game in Kevin Durant when Dirk Nowitzki really was the start of that. I know. I'm, I'm with you. KG, KG um, was, was a dog. Dirk was a dog. No, I was the start of what? That's exactly. that style of was play, it not that Pedro? big man. <gasps> okay. Little both. Stop. Oh, my God. He was so nice. I don't think that's like. I don't think that evolution. I don't think the evolution is to KD, though. KD can dribble the ball. Dirk could kind of dribble the ball. Not like KD. No, KD's yeah. more athletic, which KD, is why KD's, people... KD's a guard that... No, for sure, definitely. Seven foot. Is seven foot, basically. No, yeah. the athleticism is what definitely differentiates the two. But that style of play really started with Dirk. The stretch five? The shooting big man? Yeah. I don't know. I think at, at that level, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It started... Yeah, bit. I wouldn't say he started it, but he made. Uh, he definitely he, transcended he, he, it. Dirk exactly. Okay. It. Yeah. Because you definitely saw Tony Kukoc come in the league. Hakeem did it a little bit. Like you saw guys a little. I bit. guess at that level. Yeah, yeah, Dirk, Dirk, that yeah level. we never saw Dirk anybody that elite. Absolutely. Like that. Fair enough. I get what you mean. Though. That's why we. Cl- I'm glad that we could come together and and. Exactly like what that. What the fuck was that? <laughs> you weren't there for yeah, it. You weren't there. You had to be in the conversation. Oh, okay. It's all good, man. Too lotion in though. My hands, bro. Moist yeah, I actually do. The oh, Grizzlies are on an so eight-game like win streak currently. They've beaten the Raptors, Pelicans, yeah. Kings, Hornets, Magic, Jazz, and the Spurs twice. They're on an eight-game heater? Yeah. Eight-game and in the last eight games, six players have averaged 10-plus pu- points per game. 
eight players are averaging eight plus points per game. And really, I just want to talk about the Grizzlies real quick and what they're doing. Jaron Jackson's they, defensive they, impact. Can they win the finals? Can they go to, uh, come out the West? I mean, I can ask you that question, Riv. What do you think? Ask me? They can. Well, they can. They're I, dirty. I think you said one time there's no way they come out. The defense is amazing. Well, I'm not just a, the Nuggets. That's I'm his, not that's a believer of this team. I'm not. They're too cocky. They're too cocky for me. But this team is a team that is really could could only stop themselves. And that that's what I believe. You know, as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think, I, I, break it down. Break you it. Have, what do you mean by that? You have a superstar in John Morant. Absolutely. You have spacing. You have a defensive stopper in the perimeter in Dylan Brooks. You have Jaron Jackson Jr., a defensive anchor who can protect the rim. And it is he's playing at a godly defensive level Unbelievable. right now. He's a fewest allowed points per drive in the NBA, yep. leads the NBA in blocks. Yep. He doesn't qualify right now because he hasn't played enough games. Nick Claxton's number one, not Rob Williams. But uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. will be number one once <laughs> he qualifies. Shit. So um, this team has depth. They have star power. Well, they have a star in John Moran and Desmond power. Bain can get going. I think he kind of be that second guy. Respect Desmond Bain. I say they can only stop themselves because last time in the playoffs, we saw John Morant go down. I think his style of play, you kind of worry a bit about injury with it. Not saying he'll get injured. Super young. Uh, not, saying he'll, not saying he'll get injured, but, but his style of play young. is very he's reckless. Right. Healthy. No, but he's saying that he's reckless. He's super young and he's that reckless. He gets hurt a lot. I he misses Dylan, a lot of games. Dylan Brooks' shot selection can hurt them in the playoffs <laughs> offensively, but defensively his impact is just so grand you can't take him off the floor. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is fouling at an alarming rate still. It's because he tries to block everything. So uh, that, yeah, to, those, that to me is really – what I'm worried about when it comes to the Grizzlies. And that's, you know, those are them problems. Jaron Jackson Jr. foul trouble, Dylan Brooks shot selection, John Moran health. But this team, I think they're a matchup nightmare for some of the top teams in the West. I think the Nuggets, you know, Jokic just makes everything so so much easier. But when I saw the Pelicans face the Grizzlies earlier this year, Zion was neutralized. Zion Williamson didn't have a very good game. And that's because of Jaron Jackson's size in there. So because of that... What's wrong with you? So be, because <laughs> of that, I, I think that, you know, they can beat the Pelicans. They can beat every – the only teams I'm really worried about them beating are the Nuggets and the Warriors, fully healthy. You know, even the Clippers, we could put them in there, but, you know, we don't know if they're going to be fully healthy. The Grizzlies are, are a legit team. The Lakers. Did you say the Lakers? Enough is enough. <laughs> Bro, please, yeah. please don't enough get is into enough. his head. Please. <laughs> enough. We, we, enough. We get it enough. Please. Bro, what? We get it enough. <laughs> we we do. what? Enough is enough. We really do. You go above and beyond. Until you guys get to a playoff spot, we will yes. start talking about Once, you. Okay? If you get, Once if you you get, get to the 10th seed, we will talk about you get the, to the 10th Did you see how the refs absolutely – The fix was in last I told you I didn't watch the The fix was in. You guys got should have won the game yesterday. Unfortunately, it happens. You also might got a little lucky with that LeBron up and down that was called it up and down. The fix was in in favor of the Lakers. Both ways. Like, the Lakers both blew ways. that game themselves. They the had refs, the, they had the, the refs. What are we doing here? Troy Brown clearly got fouled at the three-point line, and then the game on the line, LeBron drives, clearly was fouled. Let's Another. talk about Memphis. Um, <laughs> once you get into the playing spot, we will give the Lakers their credit, you know? How, about How many games it? out of you? couple. Couple. They're not. They're not. It they're, it's like two, three. It's two, two and a half games out of fourth place. Like that uh, might jump to like four. Yeah, we got hoed last night. I understand. It hurts. You um, didn't get hoed. He just lost. You didn't even watch it. You I did. took you guys know plus you nine and a half, Yo, and I actually <laughs> won that bet. So you hit. So what's your issue? Yeah. After the first Usually quarter. Usually when you hit bets, after, you after the first quarter, I had the Lakers plus nine and a half. They came mm-hmm. back and made it a game, so I oh, cashed it easy. Yeah. Um, it came out of the plan. To talk about Memphis for a little yeah, bit. Memphis are a well-run, organized team. Shout out to Taylor Jenkins. He's completely altered this cu- culture. He's put this team 
foot on the they're, they're, that grit and grind era. Is this the best Grizzlies team ever. Yes, you can say that. Okay, I'm. I'm I agree. So I was that. that grit and grind opinion. era. It, nothing changed. It's just the players. That 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 mentality is still installed into these young players. Jaw's leadership is there. It's confident. J- Jaron Jackson Jr. His injury. I mean, his uh, fouling is really just he tries to block everything. He's a little bit too aggressive at times on the defensive end. That's more of an IQ thing. He should get better at that as time goes by. Um, Dylan Brooks offensively. A little tricky at times, but like you said, you can't keep him off the floor because he's your main stopper. He's your POA defender. <coughs> and then John Moran, just what he can do, he can single-handedly change a game. That's um, Superman right there? Yeah, he, he's my Superman. And this is why I I, 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 I ooze over him so effortlessly. <laughs> because he's just so amazing with the basketball. The way he can just attack the rim, the way he can just put pressure on the rim, the way you can't create like you can't make defenses stop him because he's so shifty so smooth ability his ability to manipulate pick and rolls is amazing um Desmond Bain has fully come up into that number two guy if he continues once he gets back going that he's one of the best shooters in the NBA then they got the bench unit the bench mob Tyus Jones comes in Brandon Clark Santi Aldama they got they got a collection group remember Tyus Jones of Westbrook um they got a collect a good a good collection group of young bench players starting five for me, it's like you said, matchups. The playoffs is all about matchups, and in the West, this is going to be a real big matchup. Problems. I look at the Warriors. I look at the Nuggets. The Clippers, if they ever figure out how to get healthy, teams that can go small, that can give Jaron Jackson Jr. some fits on the uh, on the perimeter. You know, I look at teams like that. But the big teams, like the Pels, I look at the team. Um, like Minnesota, if they get in, those teams, I think, even Sacramento, I look at the team that Memphis can match up well with those teams, you know, because I think you can keep Steven Adams, you can keep Jaron Jackson Jr. But um, Memphis, this this should be their year. You know, they've made the leaps. You saw the bubble. They yeah. went at it with Dame. John Dame went at it. They lost. You saw when they went up against Utah, John had average 30. They lost. You saw last year they got to the second round. Now this is the year. This is the time where you have to make that final push. You have the team. Everybody's on a good paying contract. Everything's good. Make that push. It's time to make that push. And Taylor Jenkins, John Morant leading the charge. They seem like they're ready for it. But it's just right now the West is in so much turmoil. We think, you know, we look at Denver, Memphis, and Pels. They've been pretty much the most consistent teams. But you look at the Pelicans. We haven't even seen them healthy. When does B.I. come back? Zion's shows now how he's scary out. they are. Yeah, like we, it shows how scary, but it also shows how we don't. We still don't know. It's still a, I know a bit mean. of. And we also have to see the fit. Yeah, the fit. With, with the, Zion and B.I. The team construction. We don't really know. Like, there's still a mystery. It's a, It could be a great mystery. could be a bad mystery. You're out on we the don't know. You're feeling good about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely feeling good. Like, I'm feeling good as if no bad team can beat them. Facts. But yes. a, there's a lot of good teams. There's Denver. There's Memphis. You still have LA. to be scared of the Warriors. You know, the Clippers are still, you always have to keep them in the back of your I like mind. Clippers. Timberwolves getting healthy. Timberwolves, I'm not Don't worried about me. them. No. Um, not moved at all. He was about to fold. He was. Yeah, because I thought you said close. something else. But then I, then I realized they have Rudy Gobert. Um, so you look at, it's a lot of top teams. Even Sacramento, that can be a tough six-game series. That's a team that you're going to have to crawl out your way out the first round. It should round. not be, though. If you're if you're the Grizzlies, they that, should that take King care of business, should be but nothing. the Kings, I mean. There's no such thing as take care of business. Their defense is great. Even Dallas. Woo! Their defense is bad. Yeah, and, but the Kings and, get hot, bro. But the Grizzlies' defense, the defense lights, is bad. The Kings. Oh. Yeah. But offensively, that's a tough system. You know, that's a, a Golden tough. State system. That's a tough system but, to guard. Look, as great as the Kings have played, yes, their offense is their shining point. That gets that gets xed out with the Grizzlies and how great I mean, their defense is. You got Mike Brown there. Okay, but he's it really played hasn't. Memphis before. He doesn't have the it's different uh, he personnel. Doesn't have, yeah, he doesn't have the personnel, but he has an idea of what. Same when Memphis. he was an assistant, the Kings yeah. aren't going to be because he's the defensive coach. Matchup. So, hmm? like that's I, the Kings aren't going to be an easy. I'll be honest. Matchup. The it, it, it might it might be great game after great game. It'll be a six game that series. Might, 
might be a five game series. Still to be tough. They'll, yeah, they'll be sweating be, out of that. There'll be dog fights they'll for be, sure. They'll be so, coming out of limping. So we, we we were talking about Jaron Jackson, how great he's been over the last six games. Nineteen points, basically eight rebounds, four blocks a game. For the last twelve games, he's had at least two blocks. Mm-hmm. He is insane. 1.2 steals, 57% from the field, 43% from three. And this is averaging 29 minutes per game. It, the Grizzlies blow out every team that they play that he's not getting more minutes. And these are the numbers that he's putting up. He has been spectacular. Definitely going to be a strong candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He's currently the favorite. And yeah, I was about to say he's the favorite. Well, OG's not the favorite anymore? OG is fourth. Well, it's Jaron Jackson, Brooke. Claxton has climbed to third. Uh, oh, excuse me, no. OG's like sixth. He's Yo, below Bam. Bam and definitely put him. Bam, where's Bam? Because Bam is fourth. They're, they're disrespectful. Yeah, Bam really does need that respect. And also another key part that really doesn't get talk, spoken about, but I'm glad you mentioned his name, is Desmond Bain. When Desmond Bain plays, they're 16 and five. That's a 62 win pace. Desmond Bain was definitely a loss that did hurt, but of course Grizzlies just continue to keep rolling. But now you have him back in the lineup. That's an extra 20 points right there and one of the most efficient 20 points you'll have in the league. Like Riv mentioned, one of the best three-point shooters in the game, and defensively he gives you great defensive effort as well. John Morant, what what else is there to be said? This dude is box office. He is an amazing basketball player, and this Memphis team as a whole is scary because they'll beat you with athleticism, with speed, defensively. They're one of the best units, the best unit statistically in the NBA. And in transition, they'll get out and, and score buckets. They're one of the best in transition as well. This Grizzlies team is definitely one to be reckoned with, and really? there's there's not many teams that can that can hang with the Grizzlies right now. Yeah, and that's Grizzlies, a fact. number one in defensive rating, number yeah, two number in net rating. Oh, it's not Cleveland no more? Yeah, no, no they're still, the best in the league. Yeah, go ahead, J.D., what are you saying? No, I was I was just picking back off of you. They have the best defense in the league. Shout out to to Taylor Jenkins again. Shout out to Zach Kleiman, Chicago native. Shout out to him in the front office getting all these pieces together. Tyus Jones off the bench has been great. Even when Ja wasn't playing, he I think he he went for thirty the other night, didn't he? But yeah, he's 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 one of the best six men in the game that we have. Uh, defensively, their their rim protection with Jaron Jackson, Stephen Adams, and even Brandon Clark did it really well. I know Desmond Bain, like you just guys were just talking about, but he came out to he was on he was on a flamer to start out the year at first. first the hurt. first 15 games, he was on one. He was looking like one of the best two guards in the league. Uh hopefully he can get back to that. I don't, I don't yeah, I might have stressed that, but hopefully he can get back to that. Uh hopefully he can get back to playing that way. Uh and he, he hasn't, and they haven't, and they've been already on this win streak, like you guys said. Uh, I haven't been high on John Morant. I'm not high, that high of a guy on John Morant, but he's been playing well over this five games ever since 25. Takes right there. 55 irresponsible takes. Irresponsible. That's irresponsible. Me, me. So me being low on John Morant, you know. Let's talk about it. Actually, so, so I, there was a Why point in low? time, there was a good two month stretch where John Morant was shooting absolutely poorly. Like he was, he was forty two from the field. He was, he was. I think it was twenty seven from three and sixty eight from free throw. But nobody was talking about it because they were winning games. They were second in the West. Fine, that's fine. Two months short was two. Trey Young, on the other hand. Was having his slump and everybody was on his ass. I just, I, you know, I just, I just be wanting to, you know, figure out why we don't talk about people in the same. Kind his of last eight games, six of them were thirties, thirty. Bucks. Right, right, right. right. I, that's, I just gave him credit. Yeah, I just pay, said his pay, last, yeah. in his last, in his last eight games, I just told you he's averaging twenty eight. He's averaging. He's shooting fifty five from the field. He's shooting eighty from the free throw. That's what I want to see from him. So I love to see it. And like I said, everybody else around this is a really good team. Now, when you talk about the postseason, like you guys have been already said. 
matchups. Uh, it depends on who they get. We already saw last year they were in a dog fight. They shouldn't have won that series against the Timberwolves. We yeah, being honest, but they were in a dog fight. That that comes on with. Which, what do you know, think people. is the their favorable matchup? What do you like? mean they shouldn't have won that series against the Timberwolves? They were they were down. They, they, they shouldn't the have won. They were down. A lot That's on them. Teams. I mean, if your grandma had boss, you be a grandfather. Play a better team. What do you mean? I'm saying they shouldn't have won more experienced team in the first round like that. All right, listen. I'm not going to. But they gave the Warriors the best series. That the Warriors had no John Contra. He hasn't has has not brought up once. I was expecting you. Oh right, you. fuck John Contra, John. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they they shouldn't have. I Who's feel like they shouldn't have won that series last year because you know, they had. I think they four four of those games they were down yeah. fifteen points going into the fourth quarter or something like so that. What you think? Like like what would be a favorable matchup for you with Memphis? Like. Favorable matchup. Or first round? Yeah. Uh they could like you guys said, the Kings. They could they could have they have favorable matchups against the Kings. I still have to see the Pelicans fully healthy when BI comes back, what they look like. Mm. I, I would still take the Pelicans over the, the the Grizzlies, but uh the Kings is a favorable matchup. Um Dallas? Mavericks, yes, I agree. The Mavericks are a favorable matchup. They could I feel like Ja Definitely. could really get going uh in a for a team that doesn't have great Run protection with the Mavericks, but have great, you know, point of attack defenders with DFS. I feel like they can really, Ja can really get going and get everybody else going. So yeah, those are those are the three: the Kings, the Mavericks, and the Pelicans are three teams that I wouldn't want the Grizzlies to play. That I, that I feel like the Grizzlies could easily get, not easily, but get rid of in the, in the Mavericks now in the playoffs. Now you talk about the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Warriors, not so much. And the Lakers. So, yeah, I feel like it's gotta I stop. feel like I feel like there's still a you know, a piece, know a piece away from being a championship contender. For a piece real. in terms of like because like they got Bane who's going to be there, mm-hmm. Steph, or, or not even a piece. Just let these players develop. That's that's another thing. That's All what they've done. Really that's what they've done. These are, these are four third, fourth year players, fifth mm-hmm. year players. You got to give them time to develop. They'll be better over time. Just give them time. So maybe you know maybe they don't need another piece. Maybe Ja takes another step that that I haven't that I've yet to see. But maybe he takes another step into that top 10, you know, top, not now nah, I'll say top 10 status that, you know, maybe he takes that step, makes, takes that leap. Defensively is where I want to see him really uh, improve on the other side of the ball and uh, his, his jump shot, because his jump shot is, his jump shot is, is not that good right now. But regardless, I, you know, I feel like he can make that step again. He's in his fourth year. We got to give these players more time to develop. Uh, we gave all these other all-time legends time to develop. So give a lot of these younger players time to develop. Uh, yeah, they'll be a contender. I think they're still a, a year or two away from being real contenders. But, yeah, I like what the, the Grizzlies are doing. And I didn't even bring up the DPO. I didn't even talk about Jaron Jackson that much. And, yeah, he's playing the way he's playing right now. So, yeah, I, I like I like what I'm seeing from them. They all they have the pieces to put it together. It's just can they put together for this stretch or a stretch in the future? I mean, you talk about matchups all you want, but they have – the superstar, which uh, they have a potential defensive player of the year in Jaron Jackson. Desmond Bain can be a reliable number two. Coming back off the injury, his first few games, he could not shoot. But his last three games, he's four for seven for three, three for five, four for five. So he's starting to find his stroke again from three. So, you know, that's always that's always a good thing that, you know, Desmond Bain's be, being able to get back. I think to start the year, he was averaging over 25 a game, right? He was putting up some crazy numbers. Yeah, with Josh still Respect putting him. up. Res- Ooh. Desmond Bain, man. Desmond Bain's a hooper, for sure. Uh, I think you can't count out the Grizzlies. They gave the Warriors a great run last year, again, without John Moran for a couple of those games as well. And while there's definitely teams you'll take over them, like the Nuggets right now are playing some of the best basketball, especially offensively in the NBA. The Pels, as we discussed, the Warriors that you obviously have to respect. 
But, I mean, this is a team that is young, but to a degree has experience, right? They made the second round last year. They won a playoff series. They're getting over that hump, and they have a young, still ascending superstar in John Morant, as I mentioned, with the pieces around him. So I don't want to be quick to, to you know, count them out just because of matchups because, you know, you might call the Warriors a bad matchup. But last year, I mean, they went to six, and who knows if Ja plays in every game how that series really goes. Who so. knows? We know, bro. You'll see when I thought Golden State was going to win. I, yeah, I, I did, did too. too. I did too. But this is a different Warriors John, team than last relax, year. Relax. This is also a different Warriors John, team. It's not, it's not been Jesus. as dominant this season as last year. At home, you're dominant, sure. But on the road, you guys are pitiful. You're poopy. You're dog shit. The worst. Um, so what you're I like use. worse than the Pistons. Gaka. How am I entertaining? You're a Lakers fan. Better than you. What's the name? All you got to do is get one on the road. You do. You do. All you gotta do is get one. I mean, like unless they steal one, the then thing, you gotta get two. The, the thing with, with what you're saying, it makes sense because you know you when you watch the regular season, you have to use some of it to translate to the playoffs. The thing why I I don't look too much, I don't look at the road record as a bad thing is because going back to last year, it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. Memphis beat the Golden State Warriors three times in the regular season, three one. They beat them three one. But when they went to the playoffs, who was out was like was that a time when like Draymond was out like no Draymond played two of them, so it's like. You like you look at the situation and like I get the like the road record is horrible. I understand that, but a lot of it is like when you get to the playoffs, like all that shit goes out the window. The experience comes into factor, and I know people like to say like John ja Morant didn't play, but when John ja Morant played, they beat them by forty, and then when John ja didn't play, they beat the Warriors by forty. So it's like the difference. They have weird splits without John. Ja. Yeah, it's, it's like weird. it's like like the injury thing. It makes sense, but like the the games are so weird to really define what would have happened if John ja was there. It's so weird. Like I don't like I don't even know. Most case though, you're gonna take your best player in a seven game series and hope of for course. the best. Over, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's just weren't being going to say though. I thought it was a long shot too, but regardless, you still got to give them. You know, you got to give them some credit, some chance against it because it's not like there's a solidified favorite in the West. You know what I mean? Like you could be high on the Nuggets, or Warriors, whoever it might be. The Grizzlies are gonna give whatever team a fight. Jalen Brunson just had another 30-point game against the Wizards. Run? He's one of the greatest there ever was. Sorry, did game's, you guys not over. game's not over yet. No, we're still playing, man. <laughs> but Kyle Kuzma <laughs> has 30 In a, in a dog fight two. against the Wizards, pretty nuts. Where I have a three-leg parlay on Julius Randle, he's going to sell me. Bro. Hey, we got a $50. Uh, oh, shit. Did he just come in? Donald. Shout out to Stanley Fronsack Stanley. Jr. Random question. Favorite sports movie? Uh, Coach Carter, easily. Coach Carter's a good one. Coach yeah. Carter's good. I like Moneyball a lot. Moneyball's like, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans for me. I knew I knew it. It's a clearing, Coach what? Carter. Oh, yeah, it's Coach Carter for me. Question. Yeah, Coach Carter's great. Shout out for the $50 donation. That was the first Steph Curry. Timo Cruz. Yo, Timo Cruz. That brother had the ratty. Timo Cruz, man. Timo Cruz is like that. So we're going to skip this next segment that was going to be about the Suns because... Who wants to talk about the that? The question one? was going to be, you know, if you guys think that the championship window is closed and... For me, it, for me, it's yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't. Stop it is. <laughs> I mean, you know me. Well, I we mean, know. We like, know how. We know the Suns. You, uh, let's not. Do we all have them as like the, a was the championship window ever real for the Suns? Yo, JD. JD. Actually, ask it again. Ask it again. Was the championship window ever real for the Suns? We're talking about is it closed? Was it ever open for real? I mean, yeah, they made it to the finals. I mean, it had to be open if they made it to the finals. Yeah. If we call it the Hawks fluke run, it was open for a year. It was open for one postseason. If the Hawks fluke is a run. The Suns fluke needs some serious. The Hawks fluke is a run. My fault. If the Hawks, if the Hawks run is a fluke, the Suns run needs some serious thinking about. They went to the championship and at the minimum they won a playoff series. The Suns played more injured teams than the Hawks. Fact. Okay. Fact. Easily, undoubtedly, every team they played was missing a star player. At least the Hawks beat a number one team with their. They they were healthy. They just blew it. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, the team they faced in the second round of the Nuggets. 
beat and Portland in the first right? round. Who y'all had? And who y'all had? The, the Suns swept them. Wait, well, I'm in sorry. Four. You have to swept them. The Nuggets. The Nuggets. Good they team. faced the Nuggets in the second round. The Suns did. Yeah. And that's coming off a series where the Nuggets beat the Blazers. The Blazers. Okay. Suns would have beat the Blazers and the, too. And, but the Suns swept the the Nuggets. Serious question, because you 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 love to throw the Nets thing. AD plays the whole series. Is the Suns beating the Lakers? Be honest. No. It's 50-50. No, it's oh not. Oh, my God. So, no, it's it was wrapped. And bro, you bro. had the Lakers winning that series before the series yeah, started, you, too. Like, yo, he's sick. Don't like, do that. Yo, don't. Be, be honest. No, they don't even make the games. I don't want to hear. Without AD. We saw the games with AD. They weren't beating the Suns. The Suns weren't beating the Lakers. Chris Paul was hurt, too. Yeah, but... I don't remember. So why is it 50 50? Chris Paul was hurt. I didn't remember. Chris Paul was hurt throughout the, the playoffs. That's, that's, when, that's when campaign was playing. He was so mind. hurt throughout the playoffs, but the Nuggets series was his best series. Oh, yeah, but then the West Coast Finals got hurt. He was mid. Oh, so he, he got had 40 more hurt. in the West Coast Finals. I'm about to say, he did, he not, he did not get hurt in the playoffs. He had 40. Finals. In the West Coast Finals, he, was, he had COVID. He was out for like the first Oh, he missed the first game. He missed the first two games. Yeah, he did. I remember when his shoulder was shot, bro. He could not drink. He had 40, bro. Hey, listen to J.J. Reddick's podcast. He explains everything. He, he does. Skip. He said he couldn't dribble the ball. But he had 40. <laughs> he was capping. Yeah, what are we playing? Your Honor, he's capping. What are we doing here? Like, know, you, you, you couldn't dribble, which had 40. You love to disrespect all-time greats. Yeah, no, you, you, you love to do the little Nets hypothetical. So I'm asking you if everybody yeah, was they healthy. they had James Harden, Kyrie, and Kevin Durant. The Clippers didn't have Kawhi. The Lakers had the, LeBron the, James. Denver and didn't Davis. have their two if players. If your question to me is would the Clippers yeah. have won if they had Kawhi Leonard? No, my, yes, no, no. no. My question was does the Suns even make it out the first round? No. I think yes, yeah, still. You think, so you no. think they still beat LeBron? And even though when AD was playing, there was nothing they could do to stop It wasn't a question. Him. We were trolling them. Take me back. Fuck. Which I lost. Sad. Kuzma really dropped 40. Yeah, he, he's bugging. So, buy or sell. Now, we're going to go on to this topic. Our hands are mad lubed. And I'm going to name. Let me get involved. I'm going to name a couple of players, and then I'm going to name teams <laughs> that are that if you think are going to be sellers or buyers. Ew! Oh, ew! Oh, your hand Yo, is ew! Moving. Ew, bro. It feels bro. like inside of a. I, I have an emotion on it. JJ. What? What? <laughs> You always got to take it a step too far. My bad. <laughs> what? Buy or sell? Buy yes, or sell? Buy or sell. So what I'm going to do is basically, Yo, is tough, bro. I'm going to name a player. Sweaty, bro. And I had I fucking the lube on, bro. I'm sorry. Just caught me off guard. I'm going bro. to name a player. River was touching all my hands he was, too. That's like, right. Yo, let him finish. For real, you guys are ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry. It caught me off guard. It was it was crazy. I'm going to name a player, and after I name this player, I'm going to be like, are you buying or selling? Them getting traded. So if you're buying it, you think they're going to get traded. Gotcha, gotcha. Selling it, you don't think they are. So buying or selling, first name up, D'Angelo Russell. Buying. D'Lo, he is so pissed off at Timberwolves right now. Buying. He's definitely gone. Buying. I actually, I actually, you know what? Because you sent me, Joel, you sent me the uh, the list of topics, and it was the trade machine at first. And I, I D'Angelo, it's crazy you say D'Angelo Russell first because he's he was the person that I had in one of my trades. I think... Um, let me, let me bring it up real quick. My bad. I think that D'Angelo Russell should get traded to the Lakers. Here we go. D'Angelo. You love him on the Lakers. No, this is, this is the one guy, the one guy in the whole NBA you don't want on the Lakers. Why? I'm talking. You got to talk to your man, We've too. We've got a history, Dude, why man. Why you don't want him on the Lakers? Magic, Magic was the one. Magic we're was the one like that like Magic is gone now, so he can come back. You weren't a Lakers I say D-Lo. Once I become a fan, the history comes with me. I'm crying. I say D-Lo and Torian Prince for Russ in one of those one of those first rounds. Now, look. 
the reason that I say that is because Does that right now uh, the Timberwolves, I believe, are sixth in pace. The Lakers are second. Uh-huh. You put you plug in Russ into that offense. Uh, I feel like he's just a better fit around when Cat, especially when Cat comes back. He's a better putting pressure Spin. on the rim. They have a bunch of they have a bunch of shooters around them. You know how Russ likes to get the big man involved. He gets Rudy Gobert better, more looks, better touches. I feel like it's just a, a better situation for him. Uh, also, you talk about contracts. They're both unrestricted free agents. Now, D'Lo is probably going to be looking to make around the same amount of money that he's already making right now, which is $30 million, while Russ is up in age. Uh, I'm sure he knows at this point in his career he's not going to be making no bag like he is. He's the second highest played player in the league right now. I'm sure he knows he's going to have to take a pay cut. So the, Russ could go back to the Timberwolves on, you know, on uh, on a lower contract, probably like $15 million. It just saves both team money. It solves both the team's problems, I feel like, uh, which is, like I said, the, the Timberwolves are already a high-paced team. You put Russ in, who's a high-paced player, I feel like you can get more out of everybody around them. And then with the Lakers, obviously their number one problem right now is three-point shooting. Delos in, immediately a better fit to the team than Russ is. Um, you get Torian Prince right now who's shooting 40% from three, even though he's already played. He's only played, I believe, 20 games, but – uh, he's not getting the minutes that he would want. The Lakers need bigger wings. Uh, you know, besides LeBron, LeBron is playing the four and the five with AD out. And even when AD comes back, I'm sure LeBron doesn't just want to play the four or the five at minutes when AD's not in the game. So uh, give them a bigger wing. Torian Prince is six, seven, six, eight. Again, he's still shooting 40% from three. So two three point shooters for them, I feel like that solves their problems. That's Both teams' problems. He spit. I, I, I'm I don't want to I'm get... not going to lie. Uh, if this was September. Look at him, look at him hurt. October. <laughs> I'm, yeah, let's trade Russ. Looking at how the Lakers have been playing. I don't disagree and, with this And Russ's impact You're right. to the Lakers. Correct. I don't think that's a net positive, positive for the Lakers. Look, I, I, think, I think Russell Westbrook is a pivotal part of the Lakers. And I don't, I don't think that swapping him out for a player of like D'Lo yeah. is going to help. Should Russ been six well, months a year. Look, well, look, so the thing, the problem with that is, I don't know if you've seen – I don't know if you saw the game last night, and it and it happens every single time the Lakers get in a late game situation, and Darvin Ham plays Russell Westbrook too many minutes. When Russ is on the floor, just watch how they how they how the teams and they're making the big man shade Russ and guard Russ. LeBron is virtually getting double teamed on every single possession. I love Russ, and he's again second. The Lakers are second in pace. A lot of that is because of Russ. Russ likes to push the ball, but when it comes down to late game situations, you cannot have Russell Westbrook in the game. He completely is he's a non-floor spacer when they already have no floor spacing. You keep Russ on the floor. LeBron is getting double team, triple team, trying to make – that's why he played so badly last night. He's forcing shots up with people on him, and Russ is, you know, just out there. Like, he, he's nothing he can do. And even down the stretch, we know he's a bad decision maker. So I just feel like you put you, you fix a lot of those problems with Russ. You put him on a team with a bunch of other shooters on him, which Timberwolves have, and Edwards is a good shooter. McDaniels, Cat is a good three-point shooter. They still have people on the bench like Brent Forbes who can shoot the ball. So you can bring them in, move around Russ. Russ is running the offense. Let Russ be Russ in an offense like that. Versus, so, yeah, more so mainly just – I just noticed how the, the Lakers play when Russ is on the floor down the stretch, and they, they've lost a lot of, like, the Portland game early in the season that they lost. Um, the game last night they lost, and even the game against the Celtics that they lost down the stretch when Russ is on the floor when the game, yeah, the Lakers played the Celtics, yeah, it went to overtime. Like, I just noticed how Russ is being guarded and how 
it just completely messes up the flow of the offense. Yeah. You keep you have D'Lo on the floor. You have Torian Prince on the floor. You go and get other shooters. Russ is going to have to go regardless just because of that contract. I understand what y'all are saying as a six-man, him coming in and pressing the pace. And, you know, they the Lakers have a problem where they're down in a lot of games. and They're down a lot of games in the, the start of the second half. And he's a big reason for that, bringing them back in with, like I said, his pace. Again, him just, you know, ushering the offense. But at the same time, he is also a detriment. In the contract he's making, he's the second highest paid player in the league. They have to trade Russ if the Lakers want to be successful. If they want to, you know, be – because, Drew, you keep on talking about how they're they're going to make the playoffs. And I agree, with or without the deal, they're eventually – I think that they can get into the playoffs. But if they want to, like, you know, be – have a ceiling that's higher than the first round, Russ has to go. I have difficulty with that. Listen, what you're saying is facts with the way that they defend Russ, but that's also due in part to the fact that – we have no three-point shooting. When Troy Brown's your best three-point shooter, you're in trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the God's honest truth. get better three-point shooting, but he I, takes up a third I, of the of the of the salary on the team. He has to go. But it's just, he's only here my, for just this year. Yeah, that, that's my disagreement with that. Is that Russ is on an expiring deal, so I don't think his contract matters beyond this season. And ah, I, I think that D'Angelo Russell is not the player that you want to bring in if you're looking for a clutch gene or a steady point guard. And given his style of play, I don't know if it fits best to LeBron. He's a he's a player that needs to get a rhythm, that needs to have the ball in his hands to he's a volume shooter. That's what he is. And if you you relegate him to like a spot up role, I think the inconsistencies with, with Deal are gonna show much more. He's a negative defender. I, I just and I don't think that helps Minnesota. I, this spacing you're talking about Minnesota, they don't got no spacing. Edwards is an average three point shooter. McDaniels is an average, below average three point shooter. I would say more, more so average. Cat, yes, he's a great three point shooter, but I mean, you're having Russ and Gobert starting. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't sound good. The Timberwolves clearly would have to be playing for for next season. I don't know. I mean, at that point, you're trading. That's what I said. I said they're both. They're both unrestricted. Contend. Like you know, I like the Heat for D'Lo. I like the Heat for D'Lo the also. That makes sense. But the Heat are also interested in everybody because I think time. Kyle Lowry's. Is he's past yeah, his he is, I, don't, I don't think he's really good anymore. Yeah. Well, what does the what does Delu do for the Heat? That Kyle Lowry can't. It gives him another scoring. off scoring option. Who can also play? It make. doesn't change their ceiling. He uh, can score better. Kind of does. It kind of does. How? How? Because what they've missed in the playoffs was a second reliable option. Delu's not. He's not. But Tyler Hero should be. And Bam has improved as a scorer as well. Well, Delo is what's your fourth option? Exactly. And Delo being your Miami? fourth, you take that Miami? to the crib. Who's the third? Jimmy, Bam, it, it, Hero. It's Bam and Hero. That's two I, don't know, and I like I like Lowry's defense. He's steady, good playmaker. He, he hasn't been bad. But Delo's a good playmaker too. So you're not losing that much. Lowry's significantly you're getting better. getting a really good three point shooter, better three point shooter. The efficiency oh, sh- hasn't been yeah. there this season. I just I'm don't not see the. Like Kyle Lowry. He, he knows the system. He fits the Miami coach. I don't see the, the, the big difference. But I think you can have D'Lo for years, where I think Lowry's coming to an end. I don't think you simple. want either for years. I don't disagree. No, but I, you I'd would rather D'Lo, because he's younger. No, I don't think you want either. I think you're being rude to I, both. Give me D'Lo over Lowry any day. No, I, I agree, but if mm-hmm. Kyle, what if Kyle Lowry retires this year? You're, all right, you're cool with it, like, whatever. Yeah, but then you, but then now well, at least you have a I backup option. Be stuck, I wouldn't want to be stuck with D'Lo. A D'Lo Harold backcourt, I'm not really moved by that. It's not bad, though. Uh, it's not, but I still... There's worse. Significantly, there has uh, to be. The league, yeah. Well, the Heat have to get better, and that makes them better. D'Lo makes them better. <laughs> yeah, I think he makes them better. The Heat are the, the, the AC right now. With D'Lo, what do they move up to? 
That's what I'm saying. Like, six, how better does it six, make? Well, the better than Indiana. They're, they're playing the Nets, Celtics, Bucks. The Cavs Heat are rivalry. a top six team in the East. They've just been injured. okay. So they're a top six team in the East. If it doesn't, but if the, the, if that move doesn't make them one of the top teams, it, it shouldn't matter. I mean, it's a deal. It, ma- it does make them better because they're in the second tier. They're oh. not in the D'Lo does not move them to tier one. But I feel with like the five teams would it be a Lowry for is there any? Is there any? You have a better chance with D'Lo than without Lowry. Is what I'm saying. There's not many great players available that are going to elevate you that significantly. I think that's why Pat Riley doesn't do anything because what can well, they're can always they're do? always in trade talks where literally every player in the NBA just doesn't get done. Next cat. player always. is uh, Jordan Clarkson. Buying or selling him? Selling. I don't know what the Jazz can do. Jazz can get a first round. Pick, so you though. don't think he'll get traded, JD? I do, I think he will. I think I think the team that uh, strikes me the most is probably like the Bucks. I think mm-hmm. the Bucks need a, a off the bench scorer like that. Selling, and, selling means trading. Right? No, no. Yeah. In this situ- in this situation, oh, selling, oh, so so no, so selling means trading them. No, no. In this sell, situation, buy, sell, this, like you're selling you the buy, idea. Are of you trading buying them. that he will get traded? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am buying. Utah, I'm selling him. Okay, I'm selling yeah, him yeah, okay. Yeah. sorry, sorry. Some some team. There is a team. That I feel like there is going to be a team out there. Come trade deadline. Somebody's going to waste the first rounder on them. Yeah, I think that. Look, I think the Bucks. The Bucks would be a great fit because they need more ball handlers. I think mm-hmm. the Mavericks too. You know, we've seen that yeah. they had Jalen Brunson last year. Dinwiddie come off the bench with the Mavericks. You have Dinwiddie now starting, and now Clarkson could come off the bench for them. And I think that would that would relieve a lot of pressure off of Luca. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think the Suns could be another one. They need yeah. a shot creator. I'm not. I'm not. A, I think he's in the middle of both. I don't. I think Utah doesn't mind keeping him. They want. They, they offered him a contract. Yeah, first. But I think if they can get a first, it's not a big deal. But yeah. I, I think he you know, fits. Danny, the, do they need first? They don't they need could, him. They, they could just use him, you know. Might as well. Yeah, I but think Jordan Clarkson's still young enough where you can still have him be a part of your your that's, young that's core. Cool. He's thirty, but um, is he thirty at this point already? I think, he, I think he's we're 30. getting old, man. No he's way. We're old. There's, there's no way he's thirty. No way. Actually, no, he probably is thirty because he came into he the league at like twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thirty. Damn, yo. Thirty. That's crazy. yo. That's I'm od. Um, I played two K. He came in the league in twenty fourteen. We're getting old. He was a four year player. We're getting old. Four year player might have been three. Um, but yeah, I think they're in the middle of both. I think they would keep him, but if they could, if it's a deal good enough, they'll move him. So yeah. shout out if to they get Kill a first moves. rounder, they're moving on him. For yeah. Sure. yeah, shout out good. to Kill Moves donating nine dollars ninety nine cents. I'm a big Spider Mitchell guy, best shooting guard in the league. What move do you guys think the Cavs need to make to be a true top contender in the East? To me, they have too many one dimensional wings. So that's an interesting comment because there are rumors of Tim Hardaway Jr. potentially being on the Cavs. The Cavs are eyeing him. But I think there's also some good wings on the market right now. You have Tim Hardaway Jr. is one of them. Buddy Heald is another one. Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is another one. So the Cavs have some Detroit options. Detroit said they're not moving Bogdanovich. They said they want to keep crazy. their vets. It's kind of nuts. Dumb. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm nuts. just telling you what they said. Yeah, I, I mean, pretty he's wild. like their lone vet, so I understand. Burks. Oh. I like Burks. And Nerlens Noel. He's good, too. Apparently, they want to keep them Lakers all. interested. Again, in if, if a team well. throws out a first, just like Jordan Clarkson, if a team throws a first rounder to the Pistons who are tanking. Oh yeah, their, yeah, they should. Yeah, they're, they're taking they it. Are taking it. And a but, team, and I feel like a team. There, there are teams that are out there that are desperate enough that need wing shooting, that need you I know think, wing that, that will yeah. send out. A first I think Cleveland for Cleveland that move has to be Bogdanovich. If you want to go to the yeah. next level, it shouldn't be Clarkson. It shouldn't be Tim Hardaway Jr. No. It shouldn't be Sadiq Bey. It's that Bogdanovich. That move is the one that puts you like, all right. Because he can create his own shot, and he can also spot yep. it really well. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to explain to me why Boyan would be great. I mean, Boyan's a savage. I love him on the Lakers. 
<laughs> Miles Turner buying or selling? Wouldn't you love? Uh, Elo selling. I'll think. I'll think the Pacers are gonna make the move. I'm buying. It's hard to resign him. I'm buying the contract issue. Really, is one of the main reasons why I'm high on them moving them, on on them moving him. Excuse me. We have a went road win. And I selling. just, I just, I say selling. Where's the Spurs? Yeah, yeah, I don't think. I don't think getting traded. Fourth either. one on the year. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's getting traded. Fourth one is crazy. Now, uh, it, Buddy healed. I'm buying Same. also. Say. I, I think Indiana's in. I, I don't know. I think man. Yeah, I agree. I don't I think, think I don't think Indiana's trading either one of them. I think they're in with this group. I think they yeah. think they can compete. They're in with this group. And none of them are on big, big yeah, hefty they're, contracts. They're team players. Yeah, yeah. I, think, sure. I think they're in on I think and everybody what, what, in Indiana's staying. I'm sorry. I feel like if I Buddy just, Hill was if Buddy Hill was getting traded, I feel like he, it would have happened. happened. Yeah. yeah, now that they're having some success too. Yeah. Jay Crowder. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what he said the other day. today? What? About how it's not about the money. But how did the coaches don't respect him and shit? Oh, really? Yeah. They kicked him out of uh, the Suns from what I was reading. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. They kicked him out. He's, yeah, he's got to get moved. I, mean, I think a player like that, play. I have three destinations that I think would be really good Jay Crowd destinations. One of them is the Cavs. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Makes a lot of sense. The good Sixers. Bet, I think the Sixers could use them defensively. And also just like another heart and soul of the team. I know they have P.J. Tucker there, but you know the guy that's a P.J. Tucker. And I think the Kings. You know, the Kings are a really good fit for uh, Jay Crowder. I actually made a trade on 2K last night. I was up at like 4 in the morning, and I decided to play 2K. And I traded on the Kings. I traded for Mason Plumley. I think Mason Plumley is a good backup center for the Kings. He, he uh, and it was, you know, we're, we're serious. Seri- yeah, you know, John was uh, salivating at the idea of Mason Plumley in Sacramento. But uh, John <laughs> Collins, buying or selling, he'll get traded. It's every year. I'm sorry. Uh, I, don't I, don't I, I don't think, think it's going to happen. I don't think it's I'm buying it. He will get traded. This year is the year, though. It finally happens. Year. Yeah, finally, year, third finally third year is the charm. The year third year on the trade it, block. Yeah. That's how I feel about Miles, yeah. honestly, so I can understand why. The Lakers, right? And he's... And, 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 Buddy and again, that's, this is another Take one. This is another one I trade machine for. Apparently, I saw a report that their asking price has declined significantly for John Collins over the year. Yeah. yeah, the value is definitely gone yeah, down. Yeah, for sure. What's your what's your trade machine, JD? I was gonna say, so I think this again helps the uh I and I think it was I forget who it was in the chat. I'm sorry I'm blanking on your name, but uh Nico, I think it was Nico in, in Discord. I was telling he was saying uh you're gonna fix the Hawks, fix them. So I feel like uh D'Angelo, not my DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder. In a second rounder for Justin Holiday, John Collins, and Okongwu. I don't know how realistic that is, but you know, I think the Hawks need to change. Obviously, need to get Collins up out of there. I think the Suns. I I know for a fact DeAndre Hunter is not happy with the Suns. I just know how he was talking about the Suns early in the season and how uh, him and Monty uh, Williams weren't talking. And you know, I just feel like he's not happy there. He wants to change the scenery, and we all he already signed the. Uh, the contract with the Pacers for until they matched it. So obviously I don't think he wants to be there. Uh, so yeah, he, he fixed the Hawks, some of the Hawks problems, you get Deandre Aiden, Deandre Aiden and Trey young in a pick and roll. I feel like, and yes, that Hawks. definitely would work for the Hawks. I don't know if, if uh, Sun, the yeah, Suns the, the son accepting that. Yeah. I don't know. If Collins you get, you get a Congo, you get Collins, you get some young pieces that you can somewhat build around with Chris Book. Paul in this final days and Devin Booker. Again, I don't know how realistic that is for happening, but I would like to see it. So yeah. I, I, but I do think at the end of the day, I think John Collins does get moved. I don't know where, but I yeah. think it happens. DeAndre is one of those players that he's going to get traded and everybody's going to think he's going to like improve to this great player. And he's always just going to be like the same. Yeah, he's, I mean, like he's been good. Yeah, he's a solid player. Well, he's not an all-star. No, but he's no. one of the better centers in the league. 
Oh, just center position. I don't disagree. <laughs> no, I don't think you so. could say no. I'm. Would you, you could say, say that? I don't think I he plays, he plays at also level. <laughs> I like a lot of he's centers. Basically, over double double averages almost twenty points a game. Yeah. Well, I like Jokic. I like Embiid. I like Sabonis. I like Lopez. I like Cat over him too. There's so many Claxton. Claxton or Eaton. I like Lopez for fit too. Yeah. Claxton or Eaton. Uh, it's very close. JD, you gonna hate me for this? JD, you gonna hate me for this one, but I like Kevon Looney over uh, DeAndre. Oh, not be honest with you. Oh guys. my goodness! I just I, championship DNA. The uh, John That's, Collins. There it. was a trade discussed between the Jazz and the Hawks. <laughs> they discussed Vando and Beasley for John Collins. I think the Jazz would be crazy. That's to it. Make that deal. Yeah. Look at Looney right now. Oh, uh, John so, Collins is going for that. Then shit. Oh my God. Are you buying or selling Pascal Siakam getting traded? I'm buying. Selling. I don't think he gets no way in hell. The the Raptors should. There's no way he gets traded. Send them boys out. Unless you realistically sell. Unless the Mavs. Unless the Mavs throw them a ridiculous deal. They don't even have a deal to throw at them. Trash bag. Multiple firsts. Reggie Bullock. Multiple firsts. Give you Reggie Bullock to Marduy Jr. Vincent Dinwiddie. Reggie Bullock. Last name Boyan Bogdanovich. Apparently they're not interested in moving him. Probably should. They're going to trade him. I think they're going to trade him too. I'm going to sell. I think he stays. Uh, it's, it sounds what it sounds like from Detroit. They don't want to move Did him. you guys hear that the Pacers are also looking to move Chris Duarte? They're open to trading him. Oh, their lottery pick. He's 26. <laughs> Been in league two you years. About to say, he's like 30, ain't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so now these are the teams that uh, I have them into two groups. So first one is, is the teams that are sellers. So do you think these teams will make a move at the deadline and, and trade some of their you know older talent or some of their talent? And then we'll react to some Twitter, um, some trades on Twitter that you guys sent to us. So, will any of these teams sell at the deadline? Pistons, Raptors, Bulls, Wizards, Can we go Pacers, one by one? goodness, Jazz, yeah, bro, bro, bro. Spurs, go one what do we want to do here? Want me to go one by yeah, one? Please. I would love that. Okay. Are the Pistons going to trade really their, quick. some just, of their players? This could be really snappy. Yeah, just say, say, okay, just say yes. So, are these buy or sell? Are these teams? Come on. Well, these teams sell at the trade deadline. Here we go. The Pistons sell. They're selling. I think they're hold on. The Raptors. They'll sell this year. They will sell, but not, but not pass. Uh, yeah. oof, I don't know. Fuck. They don't. They don't sell Pascal. Yeah. They don't Gary, sell OG. Gary, Gary Trent could Gary get Trent traded. And maybe Fred. Trent's probably the most likely his, to go. His value right. is Chicago Bulls. They've made it very clear they're going to stay together. I don't think so they make a big they move. Buy. Maybe something small, but not Levine. Not, not this year. They buy. They might, be, they might be a quiet team at the deadline. The Wizards. I think they make some moves. Yeah, they should. I think, I think they go big this day. They're interested in, in, in keeping Kuzma. He wants 20-plus. He's having a great he year. He should get it. He's having a great year. Kuzma, Kuzma has been 20-plus for Kuzma is a very good deal. I'm not paying. I was about to say, there's people on worse deals in the league. It's a pretty cheap deal for Kuzma. I would remind him on the Lakers. Yo, I, I it's got to stop. Yeah. It's got to stop. <laughs> Someday it's got to stop. Next team, the Pacers. They they keep their team together. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, think they, they keep. I think, they keep I think they're going to they're gonna sell. Oh, you think so? I do think. Is so. that just being biased, Laker fan getting buddy or? Nah, honestly, Miles. I just think that with the conversation between Miles and their inability to reach a contract. I think that Miles might be moved, and then Buddy Heald as well. I don't know what's your ceiling with this Pacers team. The goal should continue to build a solid foundation around Tyrese Halliburton. Are these the guys that's really going to do it? I think yeah, that you I think get that helps future Halliburton's assets. Game. I mean, your ceiling can only go as far as the young players get you, and they're not ready yet. I agree, but you should get draft capital to try and continue to to trust that process. Or, or and develop and let and them go into unison. the playoffs and get that. I mean, you know. what's the ceiling? A playing right now team? It's, 
surprised. Well, it depends on how good Halliburton gets and how good Matherin gets and whatever else. Matherin and, and Tyrese is an amazing foundation. And Andrew Nemhar is going to be one of the That's better backup one point guards in the I league. I don't disagree at all. But continue. Keep trusting your draft process. You've been hitting. The Jazz. I think they're going to sell. They're, they're going to have to sell. Yeah, they're going to sell. I think they sell. I, I, and I, I think, think their future is more important than yeah. them. Yeah. Danny Ainge right loves now. his draft picks. He's going to move someone yeah. for I have pick. a feeling uh, Jordan Clarkson is the one that gets traded or Malik Beasley from this group. Uh, San Antonio Spurs. They have Josh Richardson, Jakob I think they Pertle, teach everybody for the year. Doug McDermott. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if I saw Jakob gone. Jakob could be the one guy. I know he's been linked to the Warriors a lot. I've seen him at the Warriors. Yeah. The Houston Rockets and their main piece is Eric, uh, Eric Gordon. No. I don't think they're going to do anything, honestly. Yeah, I agree. No, nothing. It's now, like they're only fat. Will these teams buy at the deadline the Miami Heat? Yes, they will be. They, have, they, have, they have to. to. They have to. I think so, too. Every year they're linked to some star, and they never get them. So. I think D'Lo would be a really so. good fit here. I do. Jordan uh, Clarkson, I think, would be cool in Miami. Yeah, he That's would. a good name. New York Knicks. Hmm. I think they're surprising themselves, but I think they need to trust the process. The I'm, even... I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope. This is me hoping they don't do anything. I think they'll make a move. I do. They don't need what, like, continue to. Aside from to trading Cam, I don't see anything. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's it. They yeah. want seconds. I think they do Yeah, I think Fournier stays. Like what though? Like what could they do? In your opinion, just real quick. Nobody wants that Fournier contract. Zach Levine, I think, could be in play. Oh, so you're uh, thinking oh, big so move. it's a huge move. Big move. Yeah, I just know. I reading the reports from the Knicks, I just think that's very plausible. It can happen. I'll be gassed. Zach Levine for who? <laughs> RJ Barrett. RJ. Oh god. And some picks. The picks that we. I hope not. Uh, hey, what try, I, I, hope, I hope not. I if hope. I have to see hope AK RJ don't do that. Barrett, Demar Derozan lineup. I'm a vomit. Knicks yeah, game. AK. AK was set the was set the franchise back with a move like that. I ain't gonna lie. A vomit. Please don't. Do I'll that. be geeked Watch up. Uh, My well, Knicks will be up. What happened to Star? Kidding me? He'll be missed. <laughs> <Will> the, <laughs> so quickly. Will the Nets buy at the deadline? The Nets, yeah. The Nets have to make. I a think move. Joe Harris goes this year. Yeah, they know they're a championship so caliber team. Yeah, I think one. Yeah. I think they'll make a move too. Yeah. I they think might that, move that's Joe the guy with the most. Piece. It'll either be a center or another contract. another wing. I think yeah. they'll be buyers too, but I don't know if Joe Harris is the name. He's I the think most Jay Crowder contract. could be could go to the Nets. Interesting. Okay, that would be interesting. They need a big man bad. Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers be buyers. Yeah, they, they have. Well, uh, you know, what? I don't think they have to because I don't think they're in a rush to be championship team like this year. So I think they keep their team. I think they want to see what they're made of if they do bring in that extra piece, though. Can Small they contend with the anything, Milwaukee? Yeah. Can they contend with the Nets? Maybe a Celtics. I don't think so. But you bring in that guy, yeah. maybe they think think they maybe they think they can. I think yeah, but I think they can go see what see what the team looks like right now, and then once you go see that, then you can realize okay, what do we really need? I'm with you here. I agree uh, with that. I think you know. I think they keep their squad right now. The Lakers. I saw Isaac Curry. The Lakers. They have to. They have, have to. to. Buyers. Lakers have to. Uh, we'll have they don't. Run. They don't have to. They suck. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. No, they don't. To. Yo, I'll be honest. You're an idiot. Okay. You're an idiot when it comes to the Lakers, and I hate when no, I no, hear you talk about it. No, no, no. I legitimately no, no, no. hate hearing you talk about it because you really think they're worse than they are. When in, in reality, the they're a couple seed. games away from being the fourth. So shut up. <laughs> You're mad at me because they're the thirteenth. No, because you talk out You're of your ass. You're about to go on a rant Enough. about a team that's not in the play-in, not in the playoffs. They have a lottery. They're a lottery pick, and they only had a lottery pick. It's in it's in Orleans. Whatever. You're fucked. Whatever. What, what move are you going to make that's going to put shit. you? What, what, what move? What, what are you going to get? Pat, tell me. Who are you going to get? Miles Turner. You're going to throw Pat Bev in the trade, right? And Maybe. That 2027 20, pick you're going to keep throwing in Maybe. there. Maybe. We're going to trade Lonnie Walker. The 27 and 29 people love that. Nobody They're wants wet Pat for it, honestly. He sucks. Who? You have four good I'm basketball players. Okay. You're not, name them. 
Well, uh, Austin Reeves. Lonnie Gabriel. Lonnie Walker. Jesus. I'm glad you respected him. Thank you. Lonnie Walker's been solid. Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Not a good player? Five. Five. Okay, five. Well, five. Thomas Bryant's been really good. Yeah, Thomas been, Bryant. Solid. Okay, six, because Westbrook's off the bench. Okay, I was going to say we're not going to we'll respect you him. six good players. Okay, how many people are in rotation? Seven, eight? How about you calm down? Oh, I Seven, mean, the playoffs maybe get I mean, shut down to like eight. That's really I what happens. Realistically, realistically go, in the playoffs, man. Westbrook's like a half. Ball. In the playoffs, Westbrook's like a half. So, what do you have, four? You don't know what Lonnie Walker does in the playoffs? It's okay, bro. Lakers sock. 12 seed. Mac Trissy's pretty good, too, man. Didn't he play like eight minutes? I'm not that? dapping you for this shit. What do you think yeah, I'm going to do? I'm Max, gonna, Max next, Christie was in the closing lineup last night. The that next team, the next team that you think are going to buy or not, Warriors. Hmm. They could be in the business of a big man. They could be. I think they stay. They stay. They've never really. They done don't it need before. to move it. They don't. Yeah. They don't need to. But they could use someone. They've always History been very. Shown, they've, yeah, they've, yeah, they've been very careful with their with, yeah. their young guys, yeah, I and think, I don't think they're going to make. They the move stay now. the same. They just they're just waiting on their young players to play better. Give them time. They'll be all right. I don't think so. I don't think they And two it. last teams, the Suns and the Mavericks. Will any of them buy? I think the Suns might be sellers. Yeah, the Suns are more anything. sellers. The Mavs, I think the Mavs could make a move. Mavs have to be buyers in my opinion. Yeah. They just, it depends, it depends the how aggressive they get. Do they want to make a big splash move like Levine or Siakam or something more, you know, under the radar like we talked about, like a Jordan Clarkson or something? Oh, Stanley Johnson's playing. Former Laker. Miss him. There's a lot of former Lakers. Now, <laughs> on to the, uh, the trades on Twitter that we told, told you guys Lakers to say. Lakers legend. 28 comments. Wow. Okay. So, you know who you should get? Keita I'm going to start from the yeah. bottom up. Good player. I would love Gary Trent. That's not what I said, but okay. <laughs> I ignored everything <laughs> you just, said, honestly. That's not, I said Keita so, okay. Bates Diop. So, you guys ready for the trades? You don't know who that is, don't you? Okay. Be honest. Keita Bates Diop. <laughs> that's nasty. That is nasty. <laughs> you guys, like, you Lakers fans, you guys are throwing Pat Bev in deals and thinking, like, you're going to get. It's so funny to me. I can't wait till the deadline's over. So, first trade. Answer. Uh, Timberwolves and Pacers. The Timberwolves get Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, and uh, uh, two first-round picks from the Pacers, and the Pacers get Rudy Gobert. Oh, I'm okay. good. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm okay. good that. <laughs> we'll So on to the next trade. Um, this is between the Mavericks and the Bulls. The okay, Bulls get Davis Bertans, <laughs> Reggie Bullock, and a 27 first-round pick, and the Mavs get DeMar DeRozan. I don't Bert, love that. Bertans, Reggie Bullock, and a 27 first that for DeMar. This is dog shit. This is not a, that's not a good offer. If the Bulls take it, I'm done. No, the Bulls are not I'm taking done. that offer. You get a 20, <laughs> the, the highlights of 27 first. I see Davis Berton put on a uniform. <laughs> nah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You need to throw in a couple more firsts for that to even Next one is between the Hawks and the Heat. The Heat get Trey Young, and the Hawks get Kyle Lowry <laughs> and Tyler Hill. I hate Heat fans, bro. I hate Heat fans they so need much. To, it, listen, you throw in a ton of picks, maybe not someone else. Bro, obviously, it said Kyle be, Lowry. Yeah, I know. I hate Heat fans, bro. <laughs> they, I they, actually they, do. Uh, and Trey Young, every getting superstar Young, they're yeah, going to get. I don't know. How no. many first-round picks are included? None. It has to be Five. eight. <laughs> you want Kyle Lowry in the deal, I need eight. <laughs> I need eight of those. Five unprotected, three swaps. Now, this is the next one. It's between the Raptors and Timberwolves. I think this is actually a pretty good trade. The Wolves get Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. Okay. And the Raptors get D'Lo, Jalen Noel, Wendell Moore, and a second-round pick in 2023. So D'Lo expiring contract. I'm actually not opposed on that one. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Uh, For Minnesota, you bring in two guys who can contribute. For the, uh, what are these guys called? The Raptors, you bring yeah. in some young players. Noel's good. Wendell Moore has a lot of promise. I like it. I, and I, D'Lo's I, on an expiring. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that one. I know you hate that. Gary Trent, Trent, Gary Trent and Fred. I'm just like, yeah, come on, bro. What the? What's going not a bad on? One. And I'm going to start naming these guys at. That's the best one we've heard so far. Yeah, yeah yes. that, that was really good. Yeah. So next one is at just underscore demon. It's between the Nets and Pacers. The Nets get Miles Turner, 
and the Pacers get Joe Harris, Dayron Sharp, and Cameron Thomas. I might have to throw in a pick. That's a good deal. Definitely like, need to throw a, in a yeah, pick. Yeah, that's actually a great deal for the Pacers. That's yeah. an expiring contract, Miles yeah. Turner. So yeah, throw in one pick, I, I feel like Cam the Thomas has shown yeah. flashes, yeah. too. Dayron Sharp doesn't get me one, two, three. Next is from at Gucci Lightyear underscore. The Heat get Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Jaden Hardy in a first-round pick in 2025 and 2027, and the Mavericks get Jimmy Butler. Oh, no. Ah, two first. Next one. Yeah, not enough. Next one. Come on. This is from at underscore Kevin underscore, well, at Kevin underscore Tucker underscore. It's between the Magic and the Bulls. It's a meme right here. Oh, we treat. The Magic get Vucevic, and oh, the Bulls get Wendell Carter Jr., Franz Wagner, <laughs> oh, and the yeah, 2023 troll, first troll. That's <laughs> fucked up. That's good trolls, oh, good trolls, good troll. Six shout, shout out to Six Men. Good troll, good troll. This is from at Stuart Lord. It's between the Suns and Cavs. The Suns get Dylan Windler and Isaac Okoro, and the Cavs get Jay Crowder. That's yeah, fine. I, I love me some Okoro, but, you know, got to yeah. make moves. Got to try to win. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, like bye bye. Um, yeah, hate that for him. I'm with that. That stinks. Get him out, out of here. For Coral. That, that was a, that was a good trade. Yeah, that makes sense. Next trade is from at a train big dog between the Nuggets and Bulls. The Nuggets get Drummond and Caruso, and the Bulls get Davon Reed, Zeke Naji, and a first round pick in 2029 top five protected. 2029. Yeah, I'm good off that. For I'll be honest with you. That's, that's just Caruso needs respect. Yeah, man. Caruso should get more than 2029. 2029. How do you pick a 2029? <laughs> like, do you care about that like, shit? Like, that's you're picking like a seven years down the road. Come on, bro. I don't. This is from at you know culture. The Bulls get Doug McDermott, and the Spurs get Derek Jones Jr., Kobe White. And Dale and Terry. What the fuck? Why, why would they get Doug McDermott? What are we getting fleeced all day? Like, like, what are we doing here? We trade role players. I don't think they're interested in trading. I like Derek Jones. He be dunking shit. Now I wouldn't yeah. give him up. Oh, that's about it. So now you next one is three for from... one for Doug McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> so now they next crazy. one is from at Zam Zali. They trolled us. Probably unrealistic, but Collins on this roster would be nice. Nets John Collins and the Hawks get. Patty Mills, Joe Harris, Cam Thomas, a first-round pick in 2023, 2028, and 2027. I would do like John on Nets, but I don't think that's, they say yeah. I don't think that's unrealistic. That's not a hard – yeah, it's, that's I was going to say, a lot of picks. If I'm if I'm the Hawks, I say yes expeditiously. Yeah, yeah Hawks steal, but uh, John Collins on the Nets is actually kind of nice. It's not the most unrealistic trade we've heard today. No, that's, we've heard some shit. <laughs> Next one is from at the one kid Allen. Knicks and Raptors trade. The Knicks get Otto Porter, so a player that's out for the year. Okay. Gary Trent, two for two second round picks, and the Raptors get Fournier, Cam Reddish, two second round picks, and a first round pick. It's a lot to think about. It's basically Trent. Trent for Cam. If I'm the Giants, I'm just Giants. If I'm if I'm the Knicks, I mean I I do yeah, that. Yeah, you, you get you get a rotation. Because you're getting player. someone who do doesn't. Do play. I'm not giving up a first round pick for Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, because you you're know getting. Ball. Aren't you getting back first round picks? Seconds. You're getting two seconds. seconds. And well, if, I mean, one, if it's one of those protected first, yeah, bro, you, you have, have a lot of protected players. You, you, you can't play Cam Reddish. You can't draft fucking ten rookies Quinn over Grimes the next three years. Than, uh, Gary Trenton, yeah, but Trent off the bench is firm for you guys. Yeah, How sure are you of that? I'm very sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure, sure. So, uh, Trent uh, off the bench is firm for you guys. Yeah, though. bro, he's averaging 18 this year. Who's better, Quinn Grimes or Gary Trent? Give me Gary Trent right, right now. Grimes is this a great Trent. defender. No, it's been Trent. I yeah. mean, what what are we doing? No, I'm saying like shooter. Grimes' With your is... potential. You, I see why you want to keep Grimes. And, and Gary Trent yeah. suddenly isn't a great shooter. 
Nah, grime shit not like is Grimes. chicken though. I take Gary right now. Though. Yeah, thanks. Right now. I appreciate that. So this trade is from at Rambo Slice underscore. Okay. The Bulls get Tim Hardaway Jr. and Davis Bertans, and the Mavs get DeRozan and Derrick Jones Jr. What is this? Why are we not getting you, the good end of these deals? How did you know that it was going to be a bad trade? I heard Davis Bertans. Yeah. Once I heard that shit, uh-huh. I knew what it was going to be. Fair bro. enough. How Stop does the, adding how him does in the trade trades? finder allow this or the trade machine allow Because the oh. Davis Bertans gets paid $18 million okay. to do nothing but sit there and watch games. I envy him. And this is Rambo Slice again. (laughs) He's going hashtag help Luca. And the trade he has is the Hornets and the Mavericks. The Hornets get Hardaway Jr., Bertans, and Bullock. And the Mavs get Hayward and Kelly Oubre Jr. All right. That's definitely more reasonable than DeMar DeRozan. You'd have to to throw a pick the Hornets way, most likely. Dude's just one of them. Those are bad contracts from the Hornets, but yeah, Gordon Hayward it was just one helpful so. Luca. That's yeah, all I'm it's, hearing. That's all they're trying to figure now, out. Now, this is from at Q Boo Gavelli. Bulls and Lakers trade. Oh Here Bulls, we go. Bulls get Russell Westbrook, Damian Jones, and a first-round pick, and the Lakers get DeRozan and Vucevic. No picks, huh? Yeah. Now you, you got first. One first-round pick in 2020. <laughs> DeMar? Fuck that dude. And Vooch. And DeMar? Just DeMar? What? I need Vooch. more than one. Stop. Yeah. I, I I need more than one for tomorrow. Vooch is sure. just... I agree. That sounds yeah, like a good trade to me. I know. I bet it does. sounds like a fleece for you. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Good. I, I don't really like it. I feel like I need I need both picks. You need to. All right. Listen, yeah, you need them? You need, need two both? for DeMar, at least. And I need, like, a second rounder for Vooch. Like and two. honestly, I you yeah, know, I, I, I'm i not too fond of Vucevic. You know, I think Thomas Bryant can do what he does. I'm with you. I'm with you. I ain't mad Bryant, at you. Bryant's been great. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> I'm not mad. He stinks. Like, <laughs> now, I've been when I'm gone. <laughs> Russell T, who I see a lot in the mentions, shout oh out God, to him. I see him so much. At Russell T 33, he has a three-team trade. He's getting frisky here. Here we go. The Knicks, it's a three-team trade between the Knicks, Lakers, and Raptors. The oh. Knicks get two second-round picks. The Lakers get Gary Trent and Cam Reddish. Oh, and the nice. Raptors get Pat Bev, Damian Jones, Kendrick Nunn, the Lakers 2027 first round pick and a second round pick in 2028. 2027 first for Trent and Cam Reddish. I'd say sign me up if I'm sign the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. I think we that's need, a good deal. We need all we can get. We can get better for that. Oh, I don't think you, you can. You I'll be picky, honest. Bro. I don't think you can. <laughs> if you want to give up a 27 first for Gary Trent right now, oh, listen, you're, you're talking picky, to me. Just bring I love up. Gary Trent. We I really don't know Gary a better Trent player you got in, in L.A. for we'll a 27 see. first. We'll see. You're not, you're not getting tomorrow. And the 29. Don't forget. I, I know, but I'm saying one. Just one 27 first. <laughs> How the fuck first. do you even get a 2029 <laughs> access pick? <laughs> That's shit too far. Oh, man. So next trade is from at Sosa underscore Bonds between the Bulls and Lakers. Huh? The Bulls get Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. and they get, a, they get from the Lakers two first-round picks and four second-round picks. And the Lakers get DeRozan, Vucevic, and Caruso. You mean to tell Please, me? Please, God, manifest this man's trade into reality. That trade That's sucks. such a bad deal. They just want the Bulls to get fleeced at any point. Please, God, Demar Vuce and Caruso comes back home. You still won't win. What do you mean? It's a championship <laughs> team right there. It's a championship team. I love the creative traits. Uh, right here is that Nav Jaws Samuel. And he has a three-team trade that I think is really cool. Between the Warriors, Cavs, and Spurs, the Warriors get Shetty Osman, Yaka Pertle. Oh, yeah. The Cavs get Kaminga, 
Oh, and Doug oh. McDermott. Stop the deal. <laughs> Stop the, Stop the and fucking the Spurs deal. get Wiseman, Okoro, oh Moody, God. and a first round yeah. pick. You're giving Once up you all s- your young guys for Yaka Pertle. Once you said Kaminga, shut the deal down. Uh, no. Shetty? Yeah, Man, I'm good. If Kaminga turns into nothing, it'd be pretty hilarious. Don't care. I'd rather risk that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nope. You're giving like up Moody and Wiseman on top of it. They can go. Kaminga shit now. Moody actually played well today. You know who's actually a slept on trade? Asset that could move, and I think he can make a huge impact to a team if he goes. Nas Reed. Oh, okay. You think they would move him? Jersey. He's an unexpiring deal. They shouldn't move him, but Jersey. I think that's huge. He's if, nice. They don't want to pay him. I I'm love sure. him in Boston. They got Luca yeah. Garza on the bench. No, no Celtics. Uh, <laughs> no Celtics. We don't really need to make a move. We need a backup. The pick. last trade is at PG oh, underscore Rodman. He's so funny. Now this is a three-team trade between the Heat, Raptors, and Bulls. The Heat get Caruso, Young, Drajic, and Achiua, and the Raptors get Kyle Lowry, Kobe White, a first-round pick from the Bulls, and a second-round pick from the Heat, and the Bulls get Fred Van Vliet and two first-round picks. Are you round fucking picks. kidding? Don't that two second-round bulls picks. Shit. That's, a lot of, that's a lot of moving pieces. There's so many players. I don't want Fred Van Vliet, <laughs> and I'm not giving up no first-round pick for yeah. Fred Van Vliet. That's inevitably. a weird deal. It's nuts. He stinks. Io's better than him. Yo, on uh, relax, relax. Okongu, <laughs> relax, relax. Okongu had 18 points in 20, 20 yeah. rebounds. Hawks wow. came to play today. He had four blocks, two DeJounte steals. was six for nine six. from the three point line. He hurt okay. me. Okay. Oh yeah, we was talking about uh, on Onyeka. He had 14 and eight in the first quarter. I, I forget. I don't know how much he. Somebody said that. To yeah, me, I know. I just said. Yeah, I just said he finished with 18, 24 assists, two steals, four rebounds. Ironically, Jeez. the Pacers. Oh. <laughs> Big well, Tyrese isn't playing. Yeah, Tyrese. Miles Turner's not like that, man. Apologize. It's not that guy. It's just not that guy. You know, Thomas Bryant's better than him. Realistically. He's third in PER right now. Thomas Bryant is. You're a big PER guy. Huge. Anyway. Big Massive. PR I'm a big guy. Thomas Bryant guy. No, nah, it's just insane oh. to me. Oh, I mean, rightfully so. Thomas Bryant's a superstar. I told you it was a good move. <laughs> Don't st- Thomas Bryant got benched last night in the fourth quarter. It was absolutely ridiculous to see. Do Best in favor games, for William Gabriel. God. <laughs> Oh, man. So that's going to do it for episode 246 of the Pickside Podcast. If you guys go, make sure to drop a like on the stream. We're at 162 likes. We have 300-plus people in here. Let's get this stream to 200 likes. But shout-out to JD for being on the show, bro. Yeah, man. Thank y'all for the opportunity. Follow me on Twitter, uh, jdavis34 underscore Instagram, jdavis34. I got a podcast coming soon. Um, yeah, just follow me for more content, man. I got TikTok starting up too, so everybody just follow me. There you go. You knew that Sir. shit off the bat. <laughs> I said, I said, uh, get the stream more likes, and we're still at 164. Come on, guys, you guys disrespectful. Be Feel like, what am I even wearing the headband for at this point? <laughs> you do look pretty fucking cool. <laughs> you do, yeah. for it, sure. It's shining. It's it shining. Is, yeah. It's definitely shining. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Pickside Podcast on TikTok and Instagram. At a uh, Pickside Podcast, nice, at man. Twitter at Pickside. Yeah, Pod. there, there yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, Pod. Right, right. Pod, Pod. Yeah. So make sure you guys like up the stream. Get us to 200 likes. If you happen to stop by and watch the entire stream, thank you so much for even watch for a little while. Thank you. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys next time. Hey there, I'm Brandon Kelly from the Always Cheating Podcast, co-hosted with my friend Josh Landon. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. What is Blue Wire? Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. 
And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised more than $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and their business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. And it's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. So if you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, visit wefunder.com slash bluewire.